You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions, only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers Podcast. What is the deal, Panther fans? It's your boy, the professor, a.k.a. Tony Dunn. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. It's Tuesday night, 9 p.m., and we're here talking about the Carolina Panthers as usual. We've been doing it for seven years straight. This week's show, Rule 1, Cam's still the story, and Olsen is a Seahawk. I'm here to chop up the latest Panthers news and opinions with my homeboys, Cody Lashley in the house. How you doing, my friend? Tony Dunn, what's up, brother? Uh, it's been a, another Tuesday where news drops today, ripe for us to talk about it. And as always, we have the best Panther fans on YouTube here to talk about it with us. Underground West, Trill One, Ten Tizzy, Michael Jones, Carlton says he already has a cat call for me, Carl D. So we're excited about that. Josh from Mass, Ten Tizzy, Brad Dugan, Tony Dunn, ain't nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. The Bat Daddy in the house, Greg, had a day off yesterday in the mail business. Must have been smoking busy today. Oh, yeah. It was, man. I got to take down my President's Day tree at the end of the night anyway, so it's going to be even longer. But, you have a President's uh, Day uh, yeah. tree? Apparently, they can't hear me. I don't know if they can hear anyone else. They no, can't I hear you. Well, I'm going I'm to keep going like that. <laughs> they can't hear anyone. Can they hear anybody else? We can't oh, hear no. anyone. Oh no! Interesting. Uh, now I now I hear. Now you hear. Well, no, it might have been you. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I hear your video. I heard you say. Presence. Let's see if this works. Can only hear All right. Tony. Maybe they can hear you now. Can you hear me now? Oh, you know what? I know why. Because remember when I got froze out of that video call and it couldn't hear myself? Yeah. I had mm. to uh, open a new Hangout window, and it's in a different browser, which then goes through a different channel Ooh. on VoiceMater. All right, so here, can we do this, is uh, Cody. Uh, I've recorded what you've said, but hey, say hello to people. 
<laughs> yeah, we'll do it again, man. I love when news breaks on Tuesday. It always seems to happen that way. And yes, we have the most lit fans in the YouTube with us right now. Michael Jones, Tin Tizzy, Tommy Dot Martin, Brad Wise, Underground West, Carl Diari he says uh he's got some smoke for me in the cat call, so I'm all about it. Tony Dunn and nothing to it but to do it. Once again, let's roll. <laughs> Stat Daddy, what is a President's Day tree? <laughs> it was a, a very uh, poor attempt at a joke that I'm not going to repeat again because it didn't land, obviously. <laughs> but uh, what's up, man? Uh, glad to be here Tuesday night. Best night of the week for me or something to look forward to on Tuesday at least. Uh, talk to the chat room, hang out with you guys, talk some Panthers news. What are you guys talking about on about What are you guys talking about on the civil Super Civil Servants podcast right now? Uh, last week we talked about some Clone Wars coming up. We talked about the Birds of Prey, um, reactions, and then honestly, man, I can't even remember what the other thing we talked about was. We had the three reason I this week. oh, the just reason movie, I, movie news. The reason I ask Good. is because uh, I popped open my podcast app this week, and um, Wolverine season two was free now finally because I think you have to pay for it on Stitcher Premium when it first comes out, but right now. Oh, yeah? Wolverine season two as a podcast is available. And if you haven't listened to season one, it's like really cool, man. It's like bringing uh, all of your superhero mumbo jumbo into the podcast world. But it's cool. I mean, a good way to start with Logan, kind of an edgy, gritty character. I've enjoyed it a lot. I've been binge listening to it. We also got. CK in the house with that deep, sexy voice. How you doing, my friend? Living the dream. Rub a dub dub. You know, having a good one, man. Uh, just finally can actually join up with you guys uh, when it starts, and you guys can uh, see my uh, luscious hair. I guess you could say, uh, or lack it's thereof. It's beaming. It's it, beaming. You know, it's yeah, exactly. Um, you know, it's it's an interesting. Uh, you know, obviously, I've had a lot of frustration today, and you know, with Twitter, and and obviously now the news with uh, Greg Olson signing uh, with another team, which we'll get into. But uh, man, it's uh, it's good to be able to kind of wrap the night up with you boys and uh, everybody in the chat room, and you know, those listening over the week. I appreciate all you guys. All right, guys. Tonight's show is rule. One, Cam is still the story, and Olsen is a Seahawk. You're listening to the C3 Panthers podcast. It's episode three of the 2020 season. We've been doing this for seven years. This will be our eighth full season. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. Subscribe on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher. Shout out all those people that listen on the podcast. Call into the Cat Calls line. The number is 252-228-5098. We'll be tonight talking about, uh, of course, Cam Newton. What, when have we not talked about or headlined the show with Cam Newton in the last eight year, seven seasons? Never. As long as he's in a Carolina Panther jersey, he will be the story, and obvious, and he may even be the story for a couple of months when he's not a Carolina Panthers. Uh, Carolina Panther. Also, Greg Olson today signed with uh, the Seattle Seahawks, and Josh Norman was released by the Redskins. We'll be talking about that, and maybe even a little Drew Brees news to come. So, you guys stick around, smash the thumbs up button. And Living with chronic pain is the worst. It's more than a feeling of discomfort. It can affect your whole life. 
Many of my listeners probably have some type of pain that has prevented them from relaxing or sleeping or stopped them from exercising. Perhaps it's been ongoing for a few weeks now and hasn't improved with any of the treatments they've tried. OmniMax Health is what you're looking for to get rid of the nagging muscle and joint pain immediately while providing a long-lasting recovery. Then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution, CryoFreeze CBD Roll-On developed by OmniMax Health. This non-prescription triple action relief roll-on is specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation, and improve muscle and joint flexibility. The best part is this is 100% natural CBD-powered remedy, which works magic within 10 minutes of application, and its relief lasts up to 8 hours. It's much longer than over-the-counter products. I've seen my dad been pounding BC powders for years trying to take away muscle and joint pain. This is how you can do it. OmniMax Health is offering my listeners 20% off a full bottle of CryoFreeze CBD Pain Relief Roll-On plus free shipping. This discount applies towards any product statewide. Just go on to OmniMaxHealth.com. That's O-M-A-X Health.com. And enter the code OVERTIME, that's O-M-A-X HEALTH.COM, and enter the promo code OVERTIME to get 20% off CryoFreeze and site-wide natural pain relief. Go ahead and check them out. All right, guys, uh, Cam Newton has continued the story, but I figured tonight, instead of us just kind of going through and talking about everything, we'll just jump into the cat calls see what they want to talk about, and then we'll jump into Cam Newton, Greg Olson, and all those other topics. So let's go I ahead and fire that, I think off. these guys would prefer to do that. I don't think they want to listen to our, our sultry voices. So yeah. I think they just want to they listen, want to, listen to, to your Paul. sultry voice, not Cody and I's nasally oh, no. <laughs> loogie voices. Hey, 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 hey. Watch. <laughs> all, right. all right. Let's see if this works. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty you shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels good, like... What's up, fella? Kyle from VA. Um, man, I'll be honest, man... The offseason really just started, dude, and I'm already worn out talking about the Cam situation, man. They have played this whole heard situation it, brother, heard all it. damn year, and they're going to continue playing it and continue playing it. And, it's, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm honestly exhausted of hearing it, dude. Like, I, I don't want Cam to go. I really don't. But until somebody makes a decision, man, I'm not even going to pay attention no more. Because I, every day is a new story out. Every day is a, oh, the fans think he'll be healthy. And then another story comes out. Well, Cam will be traded. He's not healthy. It's like, man, I'm just tired of hearing it. It's in the same stories literally since the first article broke. Way back when. It feel like it's been a damn two years this, this season. Um. And it's and only I'm been like Austin, man. It's four months. 
You know I have a lot yeah, to say to on this. So. Yeah, I like this call a lot. The whole cam situation is wearing me out, man. Uh, no. David Tepper. I know he can't really say much right now with Cam being hurt, but I think he could have handled it better than the comments he said. I think I agree. David Newton kind of pissed him off a little bit, and he bit back with that. And you tell me if he's healthy, and then we can talk. I think that was a little snap back at uh, – Hey, David Newton, which I can't blame David Chuck for. That dude's a fucking moron. <laughs> and I'm just ride this thing out. I'm, I, I don't even know what else to say, but there really ain't no, nothing else, man. We just got to see when Cam gets back, you know, healthy. Hopefully he stays. I mean, that's it. It's awesome. It's been fucking brutal, man. Anyway, guys, uh, can't wait for the show. I'll be catching it in the morning when I get off work. I'll keep pounding. All right. Thanks, Cal from VA right there, expressing the fatigue when it comes to the Cam Newton situation. Let's turn the mic over to CK because you were talking about this today. Cam Newton uh, was the story, is the story, will always be the story till he's not here in Carolina. Uh, but so- it is fatiguing. So it, it is, but I mean, if there's something that, and I know that Cody may have a differing opinion on this, uh, but my, my thought process in this, right, there has been not a single article stating that the Panthers have, a, there's a source in the organization, be it anonymous, be it somebody who's aware of the situation, um, nothing. Everything, like if you go and you search Cam Newton and you look at news, Cam Newton trade rumors. Matt Rule, Panthers likely to shop amid rebuild. Trade rumors is the name of that article. Just so you know, rumors. Period. Um, and then you go up and you look at uh, Panthers seem poised to try to trade Cam Newton. Everything is opinion based. They're looking at the uh, the the situation and they're putting their own spin on things. Now, here's where you look at things. If you look at Jordan Rodriguez, uh, you know, tweets and her articles, she will say, source within the organization has informed me that Cam Newton is set to, re- re- I guess, pass his physical. Actually, it says this, is that it says a source with knowledge of the situation. Exactly. Was her word. Right? <laughs> was her wording. Exactly. That and, and and not and I've looked and I've been on the lookout and feel free to DM me or at me or whatever and let me know where I'm wrong on this. But I have yet to find one person who has ever cited even Ian Rappaport. Um, it is my understanding that there is a possibility that they will do this or that. Okay. So it's your understanding based on what you're reading in the cards, right? You're you've thrown the tea leaves out and you're basically making a decision. You're reading palms at this point. Is, is it possible that were her source? <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you Cody. Cody is the source. It's Cody Lashney. <laughs> you know, I just, me, dude. <laughs> but I, I'll say this: until somebody comes out and actually, and I think multiple people feel this way, until you hear either a statement of uh, a matter of fact from the organization. Or in the only matter-of-fact statement we've heard from the organization is that he is poised to pass his physical in March and that they will probably limit him in the spring. That seems like, to me, a pretty... I mean, now, granted, as we've talked about trying to build value in a trade, that seems like there's a pretty committal process to what they're trying to do with Cam Newton, and that is he's going to be there through the spring. That's what that sounds like to me. 
Uh, so, but... to kind of play devil's advocate yeah. off of that, uh, I kind of think the for sale sign is in the front yard. And whoever is interested in buying, we're interested for in For sale by show. owner? For sale by owner. Oh, uh, that's kind of what oh. I think. I wanted to um, uh, highlight my man Adam Sanders uh, in the chat room. Uh, he says, Tepper handled it fine. He's making our expectations realistic. And people just don't like to face the reality that we might not have Cam Newton anymore. Uh, he goes on to say he's only answering these questions to the best of his abilities. He wants to make sure Cam can play before he commits. And again, I'll echo the same point. The reason why we're all so frustrated by this is because there is so much uncertainty. There is just as much of a case to be made for what CK just said as there is to be uh, for what I just said. That Cam Newton, they're, they're wanting everyone to know, hey, Cam Newton is going to be healthy in March. That's good for y'all. Um, I'm also of the mindset that as a general manager or owner or whatever, you have to do your due diligence. Like I would at least want to know what the Chargers or the Bears or some other team would be willing to give up for Cam Newton. Now, that does not mean that you want to move on from Cam Newton, but I think if there's information out there to be had, it behooves the Panthers to have that information. Um, I don't know, man. I, I think the uncertainty is what... Uh, it really kind of weighs on people. It's that no one knows, man. There's a very real possibility that he will be the quarterback next year, and there's also a very real one that he won't. And yeah. that's driving yeah. everyone up a wall. But the part of this that I think, you know, whether or not they've made a decision or not, whether they know what they're going to do, I think anybody can call any team and offer anything, right? So they're always going to be hearing offers, right? No matter what. It and be, it's not uh, like, do you guys really think, have you ever seen Draft Day with Kevin Costner? Yeah. It's <laughs> not like that. It's not like, uh, get me on the phone with this. Call this other fucker up with this. Let's do this. Trip, tra- no, tra- tra- yeah, no, it, it, it ain't like cartoon. that. Yeah, it's well, a cartoon for sure. Yeah. Can, but can I mean, I my one, my, and I'll just say this real quick. My, my, my whole thing is there at, at this point, the articles, the constant, if you Google his Cam Newton and you look at news, there's constantly new articles. There is no new story. There is no new development. There is nothing new about anything that has happened that right. is saying that there is a certainty, there is a source, there is anybody saying Cam Newton is going to be traded, or wow, even yeah. the organization saying we're listening to offers. Granted, every organization is listening to offers on any of their players, period. But, you know, nonetheless, Greg, you go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, uh, you know, I'm going to kind of kind of echo what Brad Dugan was saying in the chat room. He's about 80-20 on, on Cam staying, Cam going. I think he's leaning 80% that he's probably gone, 20% chance he may not. And you're echoing the sentiments that give me the the thought that he might stay, or the, the, the possibility and the hope, because I want him to. But while you're making the point of there's no nothing verifying all these accusations, there's also nothing denying it either. Yeah. There's nobody out there saying, no, this is not happening. We're doing nothing. That's the problem. That's the damn problem. That's what I'm saying, man. That None of us know. None of, yeah. Everyone has their best yeah. opinion, and it sucks because we all love Cam Newton, and we all want David Tepper to commit to Cam Newton, which, by the way, I also think isn't necessarily a bad business strategy because – or uh, you know, even when it comes to a trade, you you want other teams to think 
that the Carolina Panthers could still run with Cam Newton next year. That right. increases the value of what you would get for him in a trade. So, I mean, all, all of this is really – it's it's all absurd. CK is right. There is no new news. Um, it's it's you No, know, but it's we have been trying to read the tea leaves. We have been trying to toss the chicken bones, and we have been hanging right. on to every comma, and, and that's what we're supposed to do. Greg, go ahead and finish your point up because – uh, I want to support C- CK in this as well. No, you're good. That was actually kind of my point. I- I'm kind of on the hill with with uh, Cody. I think that it's, it's probably going to be gone. Uh, Jeff Hodge in the chat says you can't prove a negative. <laughs> um, yeah, All right. So I, uh, one I of mean, the one of the things is this is that CK for weeks though has been referring to how the Panthers media hasn't been front and center with Cam Newton, right? There's zero story on the Panthers' website right now. Going back uh, the 11th, one week ago, when we were on the show last week, when David Tepper's comments came out, they did um, a story, and the title was, It's a Question of How Healthy He Is. So those the absence, and that's what we talked about last week. I think is that the Carolina Panthers' absence of not of shutting this down more, which does though. So so on one hand, all of that evidence seems to pile and lean towards what Cody's saying, right? But then there is this looming thing that CK is saying that there's like zero. And by the way, I do want to put this out, is the story we're talking about from Jordan Rodriguez, from a source with a source with knowledge of the situation, says he is likely to pass his physical and be cleared for some football activity in March. You know another way of saying that is? He's on schedule. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Right? Really but they didn't say it. They're not saying it like that. So the absence of news is problematic. But here, though, so you, if you look at that in a vacuum, I feel like, gosh, Cody's right. Is the absence is overwhelming. But on the other hand, if you are trying to do something with Cam, you're not doing a good job of inflating his value at all, which is something you also have said, Cody, in the past. So yeah. what if this is Carolina moving on from Cam, it may be a slight bungling of the situation, to be honest. I, I think the whole thing um, is I, I kind of agree with a- Adam Sanders. A lot of people are giving David Tepper a lot of shit for being noncommittal to Cam Newton. And again, like I said, I wish that he would try and make it sound a little bit more convincing. Um, but the, there's one thing that puts me over the edge um, that has me on the side that Cam Newton isn't going to be a Panther. And that's because I believe that there is going to be a team out there that is going to give up a reasonable amount of draft capital for Cam Newton and would also be willing to sign him to a new contract. So if both of those things... If I... But not talking like this. You are not not encouraging that situation by approaching it this way. No, I'm not not encouraging that situation. So again, we're putting the world on Cam Newton's shoulders. Even his own fucking trade comes to this. It's like his name alone is going to have to garner it. Because 
if you're the Carolina Panthers, you should be saying Cam Newton's on schedule. He's yeah. continuing rehab. He should be cleared in March. We'll have a better gauge of where he's at going forward. And that's what we said last week, Cody. Stepper almost yeah. gave too much information. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the other part of it is uh, right now, I, I still think that there is this uh, part of the, the, the I guess, the, the bigger game, the bigger picture that they're playing with the draft, right? If we have this this idea that maybe we don't want to keep Cam, right? Well, that makes the number seven spot that much more valuable to a quarterback-hungry team in the draft yeah. because we may take that. So now all of a sudden, the people are losing value because they're wanting to trade up to our spot or before us. And so there's this whole strategy around it saying, like, let's keep the people who are drafting after us in the dark and the people maybe drafting ahead of us in the dark. But I... I think one thing you're right to uh, continue to be right about CK with this situation, and I would say many situations throughout the NFL, is that we don't, there's no new news. No. On any not. of this. And like, there are new stories. And I saw one today. Yes, or maybe it was this morning or yesterday. And it was an SI. Hey, before you tell your story, this only takes a second. Shout out to Michael Jones for the love bomb. Cam ain't going nowhere. We played the clip and checked the smirk on Tepper's face. Media attention is gold, and Tepper's keeping things hyped up on mm. purpose. Thank you, Michael Jones. Appreciate so, that look. Yeah, I like look. that. Right. I like that. I saw an SI column today, and it <clears> said, uh, Luke is confident Shaq can take over the linebacking <clears throat> core. And I was like, okay. What was going to say? But look, is every quote, every bit of information from the source was from Luke's video a month month ago. So it's a story that isn't new. And it's not a story even because it's already been told. So that's what I'm saying is that when, uh, all right, another example. I saw dolphins are warming to your boy from Oregon. Herbert, Justin Herbert. Yeah. Yeah. How do we know? How do they fucking know that? Like, uh, oh, they're not cold, cold, they're not icing to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, come on. It's it's smoke screen season, y'all. They all a lot of oh, the shit yeah. that uh, a lot of the shit that you're going to hear and read is teams trying to put out information to get other teams to think differently. So, so then Michael you, Jones is right. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, well, yeah, I mean, if you want to uh, consider that Tepper is putting up a smoke screen, fine. But, I mean, sp- specifically, I mean, if you look at the number two and number three spot in this year's draft, they really hold a lot of power because there's really only three quarterbacks that you would really draft in this draft that you could be uh, over 50% certain that they're going to be a franchise quarterback. It's Tua, it's Burrow, and it's Herbert. So if you want one of those guys, and you, I mean, the, if you're Washington, you know, you could take Chase Young, the best edge defender I've personally scouted since Miles Garrett, way better than Miles in my opinion. Or you, you say, hey, Miami really wants Tua. All I got to do is go back down to five, and I've got a few extra first-round picks to play with. So – I, I don't know, and that's what I was I was saying to someone on Twitter. Like right now, if we're not taking a quarterback, 
the Panthers are guaranteed to either get Andrew Thomas, Jeffrey Okuda, or Isaiah Simmons. Either of those guys would be incredible as a Panther. But, uh, you know, if, if, if that isn't the case, we're not going to start 2020 with Kyle Allen or Will Greer under center. So if we're in the market for a quarterback, then we're absolutely one of those teams that's probably talking to Dave Gettleman in New York and, uh, you know, uh, Ron and his people up in Washington. If you're Carolina and your pick is there, you don't have to trade, you don't have to do anything, and you have the option of Isaiah Simmons or Justin Herbert, what do you do? Well, if 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 we have to have a quarterback, then I'm taking Justin Herbert. We don't have to have. I mean, a it's not it's not even. We don't have to have one. We have one. So okay, you're saying just ride with either Cam. Allen or yeah, Cam. Saying as is right now, the draft for today, basically. Oh, but then no, oh yeah, then listen. If see, Cam that's what I, I think we should just no, get if, I, if Isaiah Cam Simmons. Let's back, try Cam if, out there and let's go get this shit. If Cam Newton is coming back, I am pounding the pounding drum, the keep pounding drum for Andrew Thomas. Over Isaiah Simmons. I mean, it's tough, dude. I mean, see, you're, you're playing to my You guys are talking like, I've been watching things about Isaiah Simmons, yeah. and people are talking he's, like him as being like a dude, Barry Sanders-like a player. Yeah, he, yeah. He's, a, he's a freak show. What Saquon Barkley was to the running back position coming out, that's what Isaiah Simmons is to uh, to the linebacker position. You you cannot teach a guy who's six foot four. Well, that's what I want. Thirty plus pounds to run four three. Are you shitting me, dude? That's that's sideline to sideline. And you're going to be able to play him in the slot. You're going to be able to play him at free safety. You're going to be able to put him off the edge. I mean, the dude had seven sacks this season and is not a pass rusher. I mean, the, the dude... That's the, who um, I, I've ch- I'm starting to think is that anytime a player is clearly transcendent, you just got to get them. Yeah, yeah. I, I do not disagree with you there, man. Yeah, there's good quarterbacks uh, every year, at least two good quarterbacks every year. Yeah, right. figure, mm-hmm. you know, is that it's, it's one thing of getting a good quarterback or getting a transcendent player. We can get a good yeah. quarterback somehow. You know, all right. Let's go on to the next cat call and see what people well, are saying. Before y'all do, oh, I'm gonna go yep. put the kids to bed. I'll be back. All right. Yep. Panther Nation, how y'all doing? This is G Cavassier. It's been a while. What's up, been a G? While. How y'all doing? Hey, man. My man. Good to have you back. Man. I don't know about y'all. I'm getting sick and tired of hearing about Cam is staying. Cam is leaving. I really am. <laughs> Me personally, I yeah. think he's gonna stay. Man. This is my opinion, at least for the last year. That's my opinion. Now, with this damn draft, man, <clears throat> I'm going to be honest. I really like that quarterback from LSU. I really, really like that dude. But I don't see us giving up the farm to get him, man. No. I, I mean, I, I really don't, man. I mean, because I know they probably don't want to want a first pick from uh, for, for, for next year or whatever. And to me, I'm like, nah, they say he might, might pull it down. He More than hand, that. You know what I'm saying? And I don't – see that happening either man but in reality i would love mr brown out of auburn to come to carolina him and kk next to each other him and kawan short oh my god if we can't get him mark my word write this down if we can get the old boy isaiah clemens 
I mean, well, I think it's Isaiah. I don't think his last name is Clemson. But he played Simmons. Clemson or whatever. If we could get this yeah. damn dude. Oh, my God, man. I think that dude could turn some fucking heads. I really do, man. Because oh, he can yeah. play linebacker and he can play damn safety, man. And yep. y'all remember who was and the last person else. that we drafted that could play safety and then move to a linebacker. Yeah, Thomas Davis. So that could be the next Thomas Davis. I don't mm-hmm. know personally, you know what I'm saying? But one one or two of those dudes I think we should pick up. And when it comes to wide receivers, man, this is a drive that got some good wide receivers. And boys down in Alabama, there's some good wide receivers. And Cody, that wide receiver out of Dan Clemson, I think his last name is Higgins. Yeah. I'm talking about that dude, man. He's coming up to number five on the Mel Kiper draft board or whatever, but I think that dude can ball the hell out. So give me your opinion on that because oh, yeah. I really do think Cam is going to stay. And always remember, y'all, keep pounding. Keep pounding. Thanks, G, um, for that me? call. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, and I'm going mean, to freshen so, my drink um, real quick. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of moving parts to this, but, I mean, really, it all depends on Cam Newton. Uh, I mean, if we're in the Cam Newton business for another year, then that makes everything simple uh, because it means that we can go to a different position. And there's so many different positions of need on the Panthers right now. We need uh, a defensive tackle. We need a corner. We need a linebacker. Uh, you know, we, we need, uh, you know, a, a, another uh, dependable offensive lineman. Um, and we're in a position to get any one of those things a guaranteed starter at any one of those positions with the seventh pick. Um, so you're talking about T. Higgins, and T. Higgins is a jump ball master. The dude has the longest arms, six foot five. He'll probably run a four four. So it's not he doesn't have burner speed, but dude, T. Higgins is gonna go up, get the ball. He runs excellent routes. Um, you know, honestly, it's that would be the best receiver for the Panthers if the Panthers were going to draft because we don't have that bigger body red zone threat jump ball receiver. So especially if Cam Newton comes back, dude, Higgins would be perfect uh, for Cam Newton. But right now there's just so many options. Um, and uh, a lot of them are good options uh, from Brown. Uh, you know, Tony saw I put this out. I'm a little bit higher on Javon Kenlaw than I am uh, uh, Brown. And it's not by much. They're both a day one starter, but I think, uh, uh, you know, Brown is probably more ready to play right now. But Javon Kenlaw has a much higher ceiling, in my opinion. He's more athletic, um, and he's just uh, – he's nasty, man. And, and they both are, but – uh, is the yeah. comp to that, Cody, is the comp to that um, uh, the DJ Moore versus uh, homeboy that went to Atlanta? Uh, DJ Moore and Calvin Ridley? Yeah, like essentially a guy who is going to be best right now, consistent right then, versus a guy who could be great. Um, with Brown and yeah, Kinlaw, yeah, so I think yeah, Ken- yeah, that's a good comparison. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think that um, uh, Derek Brown probably has the highest floor. So Derek Brown is probably a more complete player right now, but I just think that Javon Kinlaw has has the potential to be a lot more than that. So 
Yeah. Um, I mean, and, you have and, to and, think about upside rather than downside. Yeah, no, you do. And listen, it's so crazy going back to this Cam Newton thing. Like, literally every option is on the board for us. Because if Cam Newton comes back, you know, I'm not a fan of it, but there is the scenario that, hey, let's trade back. If Justin Herbert does fall to seven and we don't need Justin Herbert, then let the Colts move up. Let uh, whoever the hell else uh, move up. So You could get it, Ken Law and Brown. Uh, no, probably not that much. They're probably both top fifteen. So you would you would have to um, we would probably have to have two top fifteen picks for that okay. to happen. Somebody's gonna slip. Somebody. Uh, sure. Shout out Susan Dean. She's uh, paying uh, premium ticket prices this year, and she still decided <laughs> to drop a fourteen ninety nine love bomb in the chat. Love you, Susan. Thank you, Susan. I hope you're recovering well. I know she had a little procedure done last week. We've been thinking about you. I actually prayed for you this Sunday at my nephew's baptism. But I didn't uh, even know. No, I feel bad. So, and I do want to put in a little plug tonight. Tonight's show is brought by Simply Safe. Every night, local police departments across America receive hundreds of calls for burglar alarms. The vast majority of the time, they have no idea whether the alarm is real. Is there really a crime going on or not? All the company can tell them is a motion sensor went off. Simply safe home security is different. If you are like me and you are one of those guys who is hypersensitive to every single sound and is tired of having to sleep with a knife under your bed or a shotgun in your closet in my case, Simply Safe is the solution. If there's a break-in, Simply Safe uses real video evidence to give a police eyewitness account of the crime. That means police dispatch 350% faster. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home, outdoor cameras, doorbell alerts, entry motion, the whole deal. And it even has fire alarms, water damage, carbon monoxide uh, warnings. It's 24-7 monitoring, live security professionals, and it's only 50 cents a day, no contracts. Vivid, visit simplysafe.com slash overtime. That's simplysafe.com slash overtime. You'll get a free shipping and 60-day free risk trial. Don't forget, simplysafe.com slash overtime. Woo, how do those radio guys do that mess all the time? I don't know. <laughs> all right, guys. Ad living uh, from what I recall. You know, Ooh. I like listening to those, and uh, they really kind of throw in their own you, thing sometimes. Usually so. they do give you a little um, – sometimes they will say, take this script and make it yours, and sometimes they yeah. just give you a script. But actually, I would say the Simply Safe does sound kind of cool because it's just like a light setting of Alexa, it sounds like. So here's here I did buy it. Um, I oh so you I bought it? it. I, did you use yeah, slash yeah. dot com slash overtime? Return it because there's a sixty day <laughs> risk free trial, and go back and buy it again. I, I bought it around the Christmas time, so this was before the uh, the promo code came out. But I did uh, I did buy it. I haven't got the internet set up yet, so I'll be more than happy to tell you guys. Hopefully. Uh, next Tuesday, uh, once I'm hoping to have internet up and, and and going, I know I'm on the internet now, but that's my phone's hotspot. Um, and I'll let you guys know for sure. You know, personal account and let you know if it's worth it. Which I Josh, Josh from Mass says no more Bluetooth ads. Man, I'm a walking Bluetooth ad, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Cody, um, we've you've talked, you've addressed the call when it comes to. Uh, well, here, 
think about this. When it comes to draft, we've got so much draft to talk about. The Combine's coming up soon. Oh, yes, and cool. I am pumped. We're actually going to have real stuff to talk about in a couple of weeks because the Combine oh, yeah. will be here. So you'll see people rise and fall based on the underwear Olympics. You'll also uh, have free agency. One of the things that was great about Kyle from VA's call is he said, I'm fatigued by this offseason. And technically, we haven't even it's started. not even it. hit. Yeah, it's not even hit. Free <laughs> agency starts, what, March 17th or something like that? Is it that uh, late? Gosh, yeah, I was yeah, hoping yeah. it was like In the, the middle second. of March. So, yeah. I mean, we still have a good while before actual movement's done. Um I, not to bring it back, but I kind of feel like it's relevant. Um, the whole Joe Burrow thing. Did you guys hear what he when he was asked if he was drafted by Cincinnati? What you know how he would feel? Uh, I've, was, I've heard bits and pieces. He I, goes, I've, I've, I, and this is slightly out of context, but he basically said, "If they draft me, they draft me." You know, not like I'd be excited to go there if they wanted me, you know, or something like that. Which I know you kind of have to keep a level head in the event that you don't go there, and then all of a sudden now you're going somewhere else and you kind of built up Cincinnati to be the greatest place in the world. But um, it certainly seemed like they have started to cool yeah. on that marriage. I think Joe Burrow knows that uh, obviously the Bengals are probably going to take him number one, but he's probably holding out hope. <laughs> maybe another team um, we'll swoop in. Yeah, uh, slips in there. Um, and, and and listen, there's no guarantee that even if Joe Burrow says, dude, I'm not going to Cincinnati, the Bengals could still just draft him anyway. They have the rights to it. Well, Eli yeah. did it, though. Eli, did, it's, been do, it's been done before. Yeah, if a player a, they, they is number deep. one, they will say, fuck that, trade me. <clears throat> they could, they can do it. No, I know that they can. I'm just saying, and yeah, that's a possibility. But it's also a scenario that no other team is is you know willing to trade for the number one pick. But and, if yeah, he is so, like I, one of the yeah. things though about the the great thing about it is is that usually you think trading to one costs so much, but it costs less when the player you want is pressuring the number one pick to not pick him. It might not. It, yeah. it might not be cheap, but it's cheaper. But can I just dispel this notion? Like, and this is nothing on Joe Burrow, the player. I mean, hey, listen, we have Joe Brady here. Joe Burrow would fit into this uh, offense like a glove. Okay, what He's I'm saying is, here. what I'm saying is, if you look at the amount that we would have to give up to go and get Joe Burrow. You're talking about another situation like Cam Newton. People forget that Cam Newton was the first player drafted under the current CBA. Cam Newton is the de- is the poster child of what you should not do with that quarterback under a rookie contract. Like you're not going to be able to build. They they didn't build around Cam. Didn't put the proper weapons around him. If you give up a ton to move up to number one for Joe Burrow. I'm telling you, that might be a first round pick for the next three years that you have yeah, that you have to give up. I agree. And like, is he going to be Joe Montana, or is he going right. to be and, Tam and, Marie, and yeah, that's right. another, that's another thing. So, unlike the conversation with Tua, Tua had two very highly graded seasons in the SEC. Joe Burrow had one that was incredibly average, 
And then you follow it up with the best quarterback season in the history of college football. So uh, I understand people. That he did, but he play. was dropping dimes all year, though. Just like Dude, right he throws, in the a, bread he throws a beautiful football, man. There, there's no doubt about it. And and listen, especially all the you times. know how many times we've talked about early on, people gave shit about Cam's football not being catchable. Like he didn't do his receivers yeah. any favors. It was like the Brett Favre break your fucking fingers. Throw, thing. Yeah, throwing footballs through through their chest. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I do wonder in the NFL if you can be so finesse. And I don't know if you can because everybody. So I was watching the XFL, and I was like, "Oh man, that guy's kind of cool." And they go, "That guy threw a laser," and then he picked it up. I was like, "Man, these motherfuckers are slow." <laughs> you know they're not the the NFL is so much faster. So I just wonder. But you're right. I mean, like, dude, is you want to talk about a catchable ball? My man be leading people yeah. just right in a bread basket. Yeah. Like it's too yeah, so it's, easy. It's yeah. like whoa. And and by the way, that's the conversation around him and Tua. Joe Burrow and Tua do not have elite arm talent. Like they don't have that cannon for an arm which you kind of need in the nfl you kind of need it in the nfl man you really don't yes you do drew Brees Brees has never had a cannon matt ryan has never had a cannon Uh, there's so many plays though that cam has not gotten credit for of being awesome that we have just used at like just routine plays like throw it to the outside hash there's only like three quarterbacks in the league that can do that. You know what I'm saying? So it right. is a benefit to be able to throw the ball. The question you is, want. what is necessary for you to have? So right. not everyone is going to be able to throw a ball from one half right. to the opposite half on the other side of the on field. On a rope. But yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to do that to be right. successful, to That's be a true. good quarterback. And I think guys like Drew Brees and Matt Ryan, um, you know, a, Guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, whatever you want to say about them, Kirk Cousins. I mean, you can put guys in the framework of an offense that fits them, and they don't have to have a, a, a dart thrower for an arm. They just don't. Yeah, I mean, I, I am kind of with you guys, is that, <laughs> like, it's kind of cute to talk about Burrow not wanting to play for the Bengals, Joe Brady coming mm-hmm. here. But I don't know if I've – I can't – if there were concerns about Cam Newton coming out of college, you can't just say that Burrow is going to be um, Hall of Famer right away. There's a lot – there's a risk. There's a risk that comes with him. Yeah. There's How many a, There's people? a risk with everybody, which is why I feel like the risk is more evident – with the you know drafting a new quarterback this year than it is keeping cam so that's something i've been seeing for a long time i think you have a higher ratio of having an elite cam than you do of having one of these quarterbacks actually have um you know the same uh same resume if not better than what cam's had in his eight years you know nine years in the league so um, that's yeah, where I'm, I get I'm, irritated. I'm, I get irritated, CK, because, look, is you want to talk about the fatigue when it comes to Cam Newton. I have been fatigued by Cam Newton his entire career because I've been a Cam Newton defender. Yeah. And it's taken so much energy to dispel every false notion, all of this. And then even at this point where people are like, hey, 
We've seen the best. It's time to move on. This is rebuild. If you truly think about it, every single one of these guys is a risk, and you have a commodity that you have seen before. Yeah. You know, and we, I mean, look, RG, we could go down the list of motherfuckers that were locks to be great. And so that's what also concerns me. So I am not interested in moving up to one if it costs us a a ton. You know, if a guy wants to trade out of one because he hates the situation, he can leverage it so it's not so expensive, then, all right, I might listen. But, no, is right now I'm interested in trying to get take advantage of somebody who falls like can we get Simmons at 7 and then Kenlaw at 15 if we had to trade if somebody traded to the 7th spot and we got the 8th pick or something like that's what I want yeah I know that's a pipe dream let's keep going on smash the thumbs up button thanks for participating in the chat room thank you Susan for your donation to the C3 Panthers podcast and you can be a part of the show by calling in to the cat calls line the number is 252 228-1598. Here's the next call. C3, what's going on? Simple Southern oh, here. I'm going to try something. Oh, Who attacked a Vilova? Okay, check Greg. Does he have a boner? <laughs> Greg is... <laughs> I hope not. He's putting his it kids to nice sleep. that Greg took a week off from being the tag daddy. <laughs> tag daddy because once he stopped talking about tool for a week, he started making some common sense. Uh, no, Greg, I'm just messing with you. Uh, but no, guys, I woke up this morning in cold sweats because I had a nightmare that I got the ESPN notification that Cam Newton was a charger. Don't want it to happen. That is a nightmare. Uh-oh. There's 20 more seconds of the call of uh, silence. Still going to be weird to see Greg uh- Olson now in a Seahawks uniform. Blech. Um, All right. Love Good. We got to talk about this. That you guys did last week. Please do some more of those segments. It was very entertaining. Oh, uh, thank you. That was Greg's stat daddy's idea. All right. Um, let's not address the Cam to Chargers thing. We've already been talking plenty about that. Let's talk about Greg Olson and as, as a Seahawk. <clears throat> let's do yeah. it. Let's do it. It's that time. Today, the Greg Olson decided is between the Seahawks, the Washington Redskins, as well as the Buffalo Bills that he was going to go and play with Russell Wilson. And um, I guess all of a sudden this weird conversation emerged on Twitter as like, do you like, will you cheer for Greg Olson anymore? I feel like it's too much. Like, I don't even get, I think right now as the team is doing poorly, my rivalry vendettas have gone down. So I hate all these teams, but I hate them less when we suck. Yeah, I do too. I I, I still hate the Falcons and the Saints the same. Sure. The Falcons, I would never, ever, I can't even like wear red. I feel like every time I wear, wear red and my wife's family is a George Bulldog. They're all George Bulldog alum. So we pull for them, and when I wear the shirt, it's like, ugh. Suka is taking off his red shirt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was great. If you were watching, you can't see what just happened. The CK stripped off his bloody garments. Uh, Cody, what's your thoughts? Get that out of here. (laughs) 
<laughs> what are your thoughts, Cody, on Greg Olson signing with the Seattle Seahawks? I'm happy for my man, dude. I mean, listen, if Greg was going to go somewhere, I would want him to go to a legitimate Super Bowl contender. The Seahawks are always in the playoffs. Russell Wilson is the top five quarterback in the NFL. I mean, listen, if you're in the twilight of your career and you hear the booth calling your name, like, why would you want to go to Washington where I'm a fan of Dwayne Haskins? I think there's sure, going to be a good sure, quarterback. Sure, but it's not tomorrow. It's not tomorrow. Yeah, and, and, you're, and no matter what, if you love him or hate him, you're still projecting. The, right. You know, no one, no, no one knows who he is yet. Josh Allen has a lot of potential. He's done some good things, but he's still up and down. Uh, a lot of the things that people said about him before the draft are still kind of true. Whereas you have Russell Wilson throwing you the football. They were already posting pictures together at the Super Bowl, at the uh, award ceremony. Yeah, dude, I, I'm just – I can't be upset about this. If he was going to move on from us and go to a different football team, then I'm, I'm happy that it's with a team like Seattle. Cody, I thought when it comes to him, obviously Russell Wilson, out of all of those people, I'm surprised there weren't more teams on the table, to be honest. To be honest, I'm surprised Greg narrowed it to three this quickly, right away. But I I think Seattle was the prize the whole time. And I think Greg learned something from playing with Cam. One of the things I've loved about Greg Olson his entire time is how complimentary he's been about Cam Newton and how he knows so much of his career and his hard work and his success as hinged on another individual. And while he's proud of his body of work, he's appreciative that if you're in a situation like he was with the Bears, you can't be who you are. And I think he sees Seattle as an opportunity for another guy to make him better. Yeah. Well, you you know, I think it was Trill One, I think, earlier, way, way back in the chat a long time ago was to, when we first started the show, was talking about how Seattle is a tight end killer. But honestly, that's the same thing I thought, too, just because what Jimmy Graham was at the peak of his you know career going there. Turns out, out Jimmy Graham was, was sorry, kind of though. He wasn't even good in well, Green Bay, either. I, you know, I... I I looked up the stats because I didn't want to didn't want to just talk and not say anything. And, and realistically, Jimmy Graham played for them for three years, and he was in a Pro Bowler two of the three years. And then mm-hmm. if you look at Russell Wilson's other tight ends, he's had Zach Miller, Luke Wilson, uh, and uh, Nick Vanette are all his starting tight ends, which none of them have been big stars anywhere. So he but really Luke Wilson got paid I when he went to like the giant. I mean, to the Lions or some shit like that. Russell Wilson got Luke Wilson paid. Remember Luke Wilson caught that like fourth quarter touchdown mm-hmm. against the yeah, Panthers I think and then everybody the, was the like Eagles, didn't he? Yeah. No. So I mean Wasn't I thought the same okay. thing though. I thought it there was a it was a tight end killer, but when I look it up, it's really not. You know, it's and, a good spot for him and to go. They're slowly putting putting weapons around Russell Wilson. DK Metcalf mm-hmm. is a problem now. I think they still have uh Richardson. No. Paul Richardson just got released by the Washington Redskins. It's Tyler Lockett. 
Yeah, Lockett. Little baby Lockett. Uh, he is what he's what Demir yeah, Chris Carson and yeah, yeah. I mean, they have they have a good running back room uh, outside right. of the fact that they both got their Rashad Penny and Chris Carson got hurt there towards the end of the season. Yeah, um, they're not you know, they, lacking they, they, they on have, offense. They're not lacking. No, no, nor on defense. If you look at their defense, they still have a um, a squad of leaders. You know, they have they have a a lot of alpha dogs on that defense that. Um, you know, it can be a game record at any moment in time. So I think that there's a lot of evidence pointing to the fact that the Seahawks have the opportunity to make a run and, and be uh, the most dominant NFC team in the uh, in the uh, NFC next year. I mean, I, I don't see any other team stepping up. The 49ers, I, I think they're just going to take a step backwards. I don't really see them doing anything beyond what they've done. Super Bowl hangover. Yeah. Was there any I'm, chance that Greg Goldson would go to a, the Redskins or the Bills? Yeah. No, gosh, no. He said he didn't want to be a part of a rebuild. Why would he go to the Redskins? Yeah. yeah. All right. So the Bills are the, the Bills could be an opportunity though. The Bills, if Tom the Brady moves off from New England, all of a sudden there's division leaders, <laughs> and you know there's a, yeah. A it's not a bad. There. It wouldn't have been a bad move to to go to Buffalo, and they would have been able to run two tight end sets because uh, yeah. they have a talented tight end uh, by the name of Dawson Knox. Uh, who, who turned it on last year and made some? I think some the for Seahawks have a pretty good tight end already. Uh, they Bill Disley did pretty good towards the end of the year, I believe. But you know, here's the thing about the Seahawks: is they're structured very much like Carolina is the way they build their team, the way they play football. It's probably a pretty easy transition from Carolina to Seattle. You know, in I my think opinion, Seattle, is, uh, yeah, what, and they're not—they're only a couple of pieces away every year. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of hard to gauge them right now. But all the, I do think going to Seattle puts him in a place where you got DK Metcalf, you got Tyler Lockett. Like you said, you've got these running backs. You have Russell Wilson. And then you – you mean, look, they still get more free agency and more draft. It's Greg Olson doesn't have to go save that team. He just has got to go and be – and he's going to be perfect there. Dude, right. I bet you, I bet you, he's he gonna can, have like eleven hundred yards next year, something stupid, or you know, just like the 10 reason touchdowns. that I, th- I think he's gonna enjoy it is I think <clears throat> I think he's going to have the opportunity to relax slightly, like when he's and yes, I'm not saying yeah. Cam Newton, no, he doesn't have to um, be the leader of the team. Cam Newton, I think, is a leader, but I think that there is a lot that Greg Olson would take off of Cam Newton's shoulders. I don't think he has to do that with Russell Wilson. I'm not going to sit here and say that I think Cam Newton is dumb or that Russell Wilson is is that much better of a quarterback, but I think that there's a lot of evidence to show that Russell Wilson is a lot more poised and he has a lot more as far as control of the offense, which I think that it, you know once we get Cam back, I think we'll see that. But um, I do think that he'll you know Greg Olson will have a little bit of a uh, of a resurgence because he's only going to have to focus on himself. Russell Wilson. Well, is I think Russell was gonna, he's going to make Greg better rather than Greg having to make the quarterback yeah. better. Yeah. And well, me, Russell Wilson looks like fucking Billy D. Williams, man. What's, what's his? What's that yeah. his name? <laughs> Back from the Star Wars yeah. shit. Yeah. 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 Well, l- let me ask you guys: if if I give you a line, could give me the over under? I say Greg the line for Greg Olson next year to be a success is. Uh, 55, 60 catches, uh, 700 yards, six touchdowns. That's success in my opinion. Over under. For a $7 million contract, that's success. Yeah. But but, I mean, do you think he's going to do, you think he's going to go over under that? 
push. Um, no, you know what, man? Uh, there's such a benefit in, in having just an intelligent uh, guy that knows what he's supposed to be, like Greg Olson. I would. Uh, he might have like 480 yards, but still have like six touchdowns. Yeah, yeah, six or seven. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, that's a good not, line that I put out. Yeah, there. for sure. Yeah, that's that's a good I think so. For, for a I think the 700 and what'd you say, 740. That's a high. Like, if you could push that number down into the six ten, then I'm thinking like that's so tough. Under. Yeah, I'm under definitely. I'm under on yards only. Okay, I think well yards and right ca- I mean he could probably have forty catches. I bet you has like forty catches for like five hundred and ten yards, but he has seven touchdowns. You know who I think that this benefits more than anybody? Not Russell Wilson. I think it benefits DK Metcalf. Yes, I agree. I agree. Great point. Yep. But yeah, when you have a number one wide receiver, it helps me and. This is what we've been saying all along, that Greg Olson, if it goes somewhere, he's not going to elevate everything that you do. He's going to be a nice, complimentary piece. And by the way, another reason why I'm not mad at this at all, Greg Olson has already been on record saying that Charlotte is his home. Like, after the football career is is done, him and his wife and his family, they're not done in this community. Like, Greg Olson is going to be in the Panthers Hall of Honor. That's why I like this even more. If if he's not going to be with us, then go be with another team that is always in the playoffs, has a damn good quarterback, and uh, is going to be able to do right by him. So, salute to the man. And um, I'm happy it got paid, man. It got $7 million for a yeah, year. Yeah, dude, that. that's... 5.5 guaranteed. Yeah, yeah that's good. I'd right, take so, that and a lot less. Well, I mean, he was... He was he yeah. earned it. He was primed for more with us, granted, but... Would you so, I mean, be more upset? Right. But yeah, that's also you, why we cut him, though. Yeah. And I bet you probably has some dead money with this. Would you be more upset if you heard these two things? Greg Olson signs with the Seahawks for $7 million or... Greg Olson stays with the Panthers during rebuild for thirteen million dollars. I tell you this, as <laughs> I'm happy. I think this is everybody's happy. Yeah, I think yeah. I think this is the. Yeah. I mean, I, I I love having Greg Olson on the team, but I think we have to develop the guys in the room now. You know, yeah. if you're worried is, about Cam Newton and his future, yeah, you can't and, be ready and, to. Ian Thomas has had two years to learn under Greg Olson. If he hasn't got enough to be able to start, if he hasn't gotten enough knowledge from Greg Olson in that two-year period uh, to be able to start and actually be a contributing, uh, you know, asset to this team next year, then you know if they don't believe in him, if they have the conversations and they see him in the uh, in the training camp and whatnot, I, I think it's time for Ian Thomas' experiment to be over if he cannot produce next year. Yeah, I'm concerned year. about it. I'm concerned about it. Joey Esquivel says this. I think the reason why Greg Olson is so great is not because he's explosive, but because he's intelligent and knows uh, where the hell he's supposed to be. Not and I think that he's never been explosive. Like, even when he was his most athletic, he was like an a, a sort mm. of athletic white dude. I mean, listen, uh, at the combine, Greg Olson ran a 4-5. So he might not have it anymore. 
And who knows how long he had it for, but it wasn't. I would, I would, I would say that Greg Olson is a better athlete than Jason Witten. Now, that might not be saying much, yeah. but if I had to compare the two, I would probably say that Greg <laughs> is the more athletic of the two. Greg Olson didn't run away from nobody back in, at any time. No. He would no, always had. It really had the old. He had the old dad run. He had but the. What, I, I always called him snowshoes. Really snowshoes Olson. You know, just those yeah. knees that are so high. But it's it's Russell Wilson that needs a guy where he's supposed to be. He needs hands. That's what it is. Yeah, and Greg Olson yeah. got some damn hands. Yeah. By the yeah, way, shout out to Sarah Taylor who says uh, Olson has that slow shuffle now. Mm-hmm. Hey, I gotta tell you, man, the, the chat room is driving me crazy right now because I keep seeing Greg this and Greg that and Greg this, and it's like it's it's every time I look at, it, I see Greg all the time. Oh, and, you know, don't worry, they're all talking about you. Oh, don't worry. Oh, they're they're not talking about the, you're bat daddy at this point. Like that's, I know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just weird to Greg look at it. Doesn't be like oh, Greg doesn't exist in as far as your name is concerned. You like, you missed the last out. call though, where the last call was very complimentary of your talk about Tua as well as last week's segment of us doing. The GM picks. So, oh nice. Greg got some love there. All that. right. Yeah. Numbers two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. Next call. What's up, C three fam? Call D. Call D. What's going on, fellas? What's up, the professor himself, Mister Tony D. <laughs> the guru. Of football scouting, Mr. Cody Lad. what's up, baby? The step daddy himself. Drink that one. Who has is in the building and has gave and has decided to. Give us his grateful presence. And the man CK. What's going on? What's up, guys? Um, first, I'd like to... i like to um, apologize to my man, Cody. Last week, I was saying I was disappointed in you because you was you had mentioned um, if we traded Cam getting a, one of the draft picks... Um, getting quarterback Justin Herbert. I rewatched uh, and listened to exact listen tried to pay attention to exactly what you was meaning when you saying that. I came to the conclusion that you was just he just happened to be a name that you th- was throwing in there. So yeah, it's good. And even if that's even if I'm wrong, I'm going to pretend that that's. How you you was interpreted? Okay. Okay. But anyway, um, yeah, guys. So, um, Cody, what do you? Okay, let's say we keeping Cam Newton. Yep. I want to know. Give me some players off the top of your head. We should get if more, and don't say the. Don't 
other than the defensive that we should know about that um well the people should know about in your views a good fit for Carolina. Not the obvious choices like Simmons and uh the defensive captain from Auburn. Okay. But okay. um good question. other guys who who may fall to us that Who's climbing? Should, um, take a chance at. Um, yeah. Good question. Great question. Yep, so all right. Uh, Thanks, Greg, for that call right there. Go ahead and get it, Cody. So, okay, I'm going to go ahead and give everything they asked for. Uh, I'm going to give you some picks that you haven't heard at number seven even. So let's talk about Tristan Rips. Uh, Tristan Rips is uh, is an offensive tackle. He plays primarily right tackle for Iowa, but he also has been known to play left tackle, and he can kick inside to guard. And I think when you look at the importance of the – and I've been saying this on a podcast for a long time – and long-time listeners will be able to corroborate me on this. Interior defensive line and offensive line play is coveted because you're either destroying the pocket for the quarterback or you're creating the pocket for the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So Tristan Riffs is a player that you can put at left guard on day one, and the dude is just a beast. Like he broke weightlifting records at Iowa for the position. Um, I've watched some of his film. I'm not done watching him, but the dude is just mean on the football. Uh, he's tough on the line of scrimmage. That would be a player, especially if you look at what Quentin Nelson has done for the Indianapolis Colts and how much that one player turned around their entire offensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, that that would be a um, a really good pick for us at number seven. Um, another player... And I'm gonna Could shout you get out him at 12? So what? Could you get him at 12? Uh Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, dude. See, this, so can this we trade the, back and get, like, like you know what I'm saying? All right, but This keep going. is the best offensive line class in over 10 years. Wow. So if the Panthers don't, like, right now off the top of my head, there are probably, probably five tackles that could go in the first round this year. I mean, it's it, dude, it's loaded. So even if we don't go at the top of the draft, um, the Panthers would be dumb to not take this opportunity to fill out the offensive line. Um, another name to look out in the later rounds, right? So, you know, shout out to Brother Herbert. Uh, a lot of people are up and down on James Bradbury. I'm one of them. Um, Bradbury wants top five corner money and i'm just not about that life nope so um shout out to brad dugan because he mentioned him in the chat room earlier there's a guy from mississippi state by the name of cameron dantzler and for the past two years he has been by far one of the best corners in the sec uh plays for mississippi state the dude only allowed one touchdown in coverage this year and uh, the Bolitnikoff award-winning wide receiver, Jamar Chase out of LSU, Cameron Dantzler was the only person to hold him to under 100 yards this season. So um, Cameron Dantzler is another name people definitely need to be looking out for. Cody, um, the, who's the guy from Ohio State? Jeffrey Okuda. 
Now, is there a chance Fun with all of that. the hype and all of this, is that he he's like of the level of the cat that went to um, Cleveland last year, right? So, uh, yeah. So, well, let me say this, and I'll say it with two players. Uh, Chase Young is the best defensive end prospect that I've ever personally scouted. Jeffrey Okuda is the best corner that I've ever personally scouted. I would have him ranked above Jalen Ramsey if Jalen Ramsey were in this class. If so, if, if the Lions pass on a corner there, is he yeah. available at seven? Oh, dude, for no doubt, dude. And do you Jeffrey, take him? Dude, yeah, over dude, Isaiah, dude. you take him over Simmons? Well, it's Ooh, so tough Isaiah. It's so tough with Isaiah. Because you're going to be able to deploy him in such a versatile How many manner. players have we said that about, and it, it doesn't happen the way it's supposed but to be? Dude, That's I, what we I, said I'm about Shaq. Do you remember I'm, about that? That's what we said about Shaq. This mug can play slot. The, the, he can do a, none of them do it, dude. Yeah, but cool. they're also, you're, you're, you're trying to put, uh, put a square peg into a round hole. Like a lot of these, the name a, a, a lot, for. a lot of these players, they they bring them in, and what ends up happening is if they don't have a true home, then teams don't know where to use them, and they'll put them at one spot and leave them there. And that is a caveat with Isaiah Simmons. You do have to realize that if we draft him, we have to utilize him in a way that was similar to how Clemson did. Because you're going to be able to use him as a, a weapon that confuses opposing offenses. You don't know if he's going to be in the slot, on the edge, at uh, corner, uh, free safety. I mean, there's so many different options for Isaiah. But um, Jeffrey Okuda, I mean, dude, that's a shutdown corner. The likes of which the Panthers have never known. Have never known. In all of their years, they have never, they will have never had a prospect on the level of Jeffrey Okuda at that position. Mm. I mean, he's the best. Sounds sexy to me. Yeah, the best corner that I personally, best corner that I personally ever ever scouted. But again, you know, take what I say with a grain of salt if you want. And we'll we'll probably and just to do a shameless plug here, we're oh for sure the content we're going to be dropping midweek. You know, hopefully. Uh, multiple, you know, little uh, ten-minute uh, videos here and there talking about the, uh, you know, possible draft picks the Panthers have or anybody that uh, that is interesting. Um, you're probably going to see a lot of highlights. You're going to hear uh, Cody probably break down that tape of of Okuda and and, and many others uh, sure. in great detail. So you guys be looking out for that. We'll definitely let you know when those drop. Yeah. So that is a good. It uh, sounds like a gluttony you know. of riches yeah. at seven. Do you remember when we picked McCaffrey at seven, right? Eight. Uh, eight. Six, right? Eight. 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 Yep. You're right. It's, but think about it. It's like right now there could be potentially a transcendent corner available at eight. There could be a defensive tackle, the dude from Auburn or Ken Law. There could be Isaiah Simmons. There could be the Tristan Cat. There could be the dude from Georgia. Like, there's 
top five players because there yeah. are so many quarterbacks that are pushing those players out. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's what I was saying earlier. If a lot of these quarterbacks end up going that high, you're guaranteed to have Dude, keep Cam, give him a left fucking tackle mm-hmm. and get a damn D tackle. That's what I'm saying. But I think this is probably the richest draft class I've seen since like 2011 because 2011 was. <clears throat> yeah, that shit was not. Yeah, loaded this, draft class. Yeah, this, this draft class is a monster. Okay. It, it, it really well, It's like the it's Aaron so Donald draft man. class. And it's so deep, man. So, like, another thing. Like, Isaiah Simmons is a linebacker, and that's what he's called. And But, yeah, like I said, he really does kind of do everything. Kenneth Murray, the linebacker from Oklahoma, is one of the best pure inside linebacker prospects that I've seen in a long time. So, like, that's another guy that uh, ideally I would love to have at, at any other point in time. Like, uh, Grant Delpit, I think, would be a shutdown free safety in the NFL. There, there's so many players that that are. I mean, this is. I love. In case you couldn't tell, I love this shit, dude. Like I, <laughs> I, I love scouting players. I love talking yeah. about this. Um, yeah, this is this is my thing. I'm so excited for this draft. Um, I'm counting the days to the combine. I'm so excited to uh, get some numbers on these guys. Dude, if Isaiah Simmons runs a four-three, good lord, dude! I mean, he might not go out of the top three. Uh, I mean, it, it, that, that's bananas. So, yeah, I'm. Well, I'm what, what's his height and weight again? Uh, six foot four, two hundred and thirty plus pounds. That's a little light for a linebacker, mm-hmm. right? You oh, got to put on ten more please, pounds. Dude, but look, look pounds? at um, but look at the guys that that have. Like a Roquan Smith and and Devin White before, I mean the the modern linebacker is not this big run stuffing guy like a Dick Butkus way back in the day. You know, these Coverage are guys that are that 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 are in coverage. They're sideline. Well, if he can run a two four three at two forty, like God, I mean, go for it. But brother. his arms are so long, so yeah, he's going to be able to. So It'll he's going to be able to. So remember how we used to say like. um Whenever Luke was doing bad, it was whenever the offensive lineman would get to the second level and they'd block him. Well, Isaiah Simmons has the arm length that he'll be able to engage those people first sometimes and will be able to shed them and be fast enough to make a play on the football. Like, I, I'm, people are going to take this the wrong way. I know it because everyone's reactionary. But Isaiah Simmons has a far higher ceiling than Luke Kixley did when he was coming out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that he'll be anywhere near that player, but I'm Boy. saying if you look at if you look at physically what they how have quick we move do, on, how I mean, quick we <laughs> move on. He, he well, could have 25 viewers. Hey, I I wanted to put one hypothetical thing out there real quick because we were talking about Okuda at seven, and I, I think that's a great pick if he's there. But just say he's not, or we decide to go a different direction and we decide to fill up cornerback and free safety. I want your opinion on one free safety that's out there. I don't personally like this guy, but a lot of Panthers fans tend to really love him. Uh, and he's – don't think he wants to play for Rivera next year. So what do you think about Josh Norman coming back here? Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. 
I'm a no. Well, you know what? He wouldn't be bad as a zone corner. He would not be bad as a zone corner. Yeah, he's a, he would not be bad if you surround him with some decent players. He's if okay. you put him in the right program, like like he was very good in cover too, and unfortunately, the I think we're ready to move on. I think we're trying to turn the page from that. I agree. I agree. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, so, like, bringing no him back okay. is something, like, maybe Rivera would do. Yeah. Not Matt Which Rule. is odd that they were the ones that, that, that the got rid of him. I wanted from you all. <laughs> Did you hear what the quote was? Um, sorry, I got clickbaited. This is the thing. I did hear some people complaining recently when the Charlotte Observer declared bank... the What is it? The McGlitchke, McGlatchke group? They recently declared bankruptcy. Who owns the Strong Observer? I think they own the Raleigh. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now that you're mentioning this, it's starting to kind of... I think it's the yeah. McGlitchney, McGlatch, something like that. All right. So some people were mourning the demise of journalism, right? And I think it was Kyle Bailey. People were talking about it. And I, you know, I'm not entirely sad or like just like cryy about this shit because I do think they had enough monetary means early on. They didn't leverage themselves. Media outlets didn't leverage themselves in the podcasting world as well as they could. You know, so they missed some opportunities. But what they were going on to say was is that these like are actual reporters writing like long form decent journalism and where online journalism online journalism has devolved to like the lowest common denominator clickbait clickbait yeah. headlines are just get you to click they get the click they get but the it's like yeah, but it's like man. cbs news is doing it it's not like yeah. a blog that's doing it is that they're all well, push that's what twitter and facebook do people don't even read that shit they just read the article and keep scrolling or the headline and keep it cool. I read the comments to know what the headline's about. So <laughs> that's what I do. I, I wait. I find somebody who has saved me some time and commented on that story. So and so, it's kind of hard for me to see any of this news unfolding when even the information sources are basically just us. Yeah, they're just it's worse is something I wanted to bring up earlier is a lot of this stuff. Like even with the the source of. You know, that's something that I've been saying for a while. Until they quote a source, I won't know. Well, Jordan Rodriguez comes out with that saying that he's healthy. And this is exactly a week after we had the podcast where, you know, we all kind of were in agreement that why cut, why not come out and say that you expect him to be healthy? And all we of a sudden, are the source. What? We're the you source. You know, it, it's. Yeah, how do you not how do you like listen to the podcast and not think that somebody high up in the Panthers organization is listening to what we say because it almost seems like every week after we have a, a deep conversation that makes sense uh somehow some way the Panthers make a change or they make a uh you know or there's an article out there that that indicates exactly what we've talked about it's kind of crazy if the Panthers right. traded Cam Newton because of some shit that I would say I'd fucking drive off a bridge Oh gosh! And he could really do that. Done, dude. He could really do that too. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> but by the way, can I just make a parallel real quick? Um, and, and I think that this is a great point, dude. It doesn't matter if you're talking about politics or football. Whenever you have a like a conglomerate that owns these media sources, you always have to ask yourself in the back of your head, okay, what's the spin here? 
Like, what are they trying to get their readers to believe? Whereas, when you want to know about football and you come to the C3 Carolina Cat Chronicles podcast, dude, no one's bullshitting you here. Like, no one's trying to sell you a, a, a fake bill of goods. It's from the fan perspective. We're all fans, but we're keeping it real. We're always and we're watching it. it. We're watching it. That's the right. thing, and, is we have people- watched this as closely as Joe Person has. We have watched yes. it as closely as Rodriguez. We might not have had the access some of them have had, but you cannot question that. It's like here. It's like if you're trying to say this, you could put any one of us in David Newton's job, and we would be able to give you similar insight, probably less baitish. Way better insight than Dave Newton, especially. But less clickbaitish. You know what I'm saying? He's actually very good at clickbait. And I think his misspelling thing and his error thing. Yes, I think it is. You're giving him way too much credit, bro. Dude. Way too much He took a small market and turned them against him. And that's how he keeps his blog on ESPN. It's so stupid, dude. You will click shit where David Newton misspells. Don't lie. By the way, my only point is no matter who you are, no matter what you're looking at, man, get your news from independent media. Because independent media, especially in today's age, is by far the best no matter what you're talking about. And who, and let me, let me say this. Who the fuck broke the Carolina Panthers in the all or nothing. What is it? Is You're it all damn or right. Who Say broke that, that news? Bro. Cody Lashney broke that news. That's who broke it. Cody damn Lashney. Right, On this podcast, we had it months before anybody because we'd be watching the Twitter. We'd be watching the Amazon shippings. We'd be watching everything. And I had also, your inside sources, the- baby. I have to throw this out here, too. After the Redskins game, I said there's no way Ron Rivera doesn't make it past this week. Yeah. And uh, he didn't. Yeah. yeah. And David Tepper fired him after we took a picture together. Yeah. So how about that? I took a picture with David Tepper. He listened to my man, CK, and then all of a sudden, fired. All right, let's go to the next call. You told Tepper about the podcast, didn't you? Oh, yeah. I did not. Um, What's up, Anthony? That's I a good name, brother. Looking forward to next season uh, with our or our new coach, and I just think that uh, we have a new clean slate. We'll see how this goes, but I don't think they should trade uh, Christian McCaffrey um, to um, for anywhere to a point of getting the first round pick. Would that be enough to get you the number one? We pick do need though? a quarterback, but one person we should get the quarterback in, in the first round or second round, depending on the situation. I just want to figure out what you guys think. Um, all right, thank you so much. All right, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Anthony, for the call, the strong name, and. Uh, I, I personally agree is that right now Christian McCaffrey is kind of the bright spot of the organization. He does appear to be the untouchable one. But, Cody, what could you do? just do Christian McCaffrey for the number one pick? No, man. No. Why? He's the, the best way, player in the no, NFL. That's, that's why we would be trading him. 
because running back is so incredibly devalued in today's NFL. But he's yeah, not like, devalued at all. Comeback, he was a single-handed mon- He's not a running back. He's, he's not a, a running back. He is and, a... And, and he couldn't get his football team about five wins because no running back will ever That's be That's the dependent position. You can't put that on him. I'm not that that is what he's because I'm our, not, defense yeah, our defense sucked. Our defense sucked. It wasn't even our offense. We probably averaged 22 points this year. The Cincinnati Bengals earned the first pick in the draft. Okay, that means they're not a good football team. That means earned Christian it. McCaffrey is not coming mean? in. This, Christian McCaffrey is not coming save them. Uh, I mean, listen, uh, listen. I love Christian McCaffrey. The fact of the matter is, you can have starting running backs that are drafted in the fourth or fifth round. We have no idea what Jordan Scarlett looks like. Reggie Bonifant went undrafted, and he was running for touchdowns. I one. Mean, one. Uh, uh, okay. Well, it, he was it, running it, for a touchdown. What about the dude in the NFC Championship game for the 49ers had four touchdowns? Uh, I, I mean, but they uh, also uh, had a transcendent quarterback in Patrick Mahomes. That's not. Uh, it's not like all of a sudden you could put that motherfucker mm-hmm. on a team like the Giants and he would be Saquon Barkley. No, there is a. This was my point earlier when it came to drafting a player is that I would rather have a transcendent player than the best quarterback on the board. And it se- and right now, McCaffrey is about as... Look, Marshall Falk came out and said, this kid is better than I am. Yeah. Marshall Falk. There's only one motherfucker in the NFL that can ever say he's better than Marshall Falk. <clears throat> and that's so Marshall from Falk damn a Detroit part of Lions. a football team that was literally nicknamed the greatest show on turf? It wasn't because of him. Falk. It was him fucking dominating, dude. And Kurt Warner and Tory Holt. Getting the greatest show on turf gets shut down the Super Bowl and mm-hmm. lose. No, uh, not what they. Yeah, so, one time. But yeah. they also won two <laughs> yeah, times. They, did. they won but two they did times. Win one. Look, they did win one. Okay, look, here's the thing is you while you're right, Cody, that talk. the Bengals were garbage you. last year. I can you hear me? Yes, yeah, he said Okay. Uh while you're right, the Bengals were, were kind of garbage last year, I don't think they're a bad team. They have a what? lot of talent. They really do. I don't no, think that right. if you have a bad year, it means you're a bad team. You can be a good team and have a bad year. Yeah, it, it, sure. it can happen. I mean, I think Carolina's been a good team that's had some bad years in the last couple of years. We're a good like team. Look at the 49ers. Got a lot of talent. Um, the 49ers. They had the, they the had 49ers. The, uh, yeah, exactly. You know, six, four and 12 last year. Yeah, and then they yeah. were in the Super Bowl. So, exactly. I oh, should have won the Super Bowl. But, um, you know, I, I just, I, I don't know. The, 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 the Bengals, you're right. They did earn the number one spot. I just feel like. They could, with the right pieces, with the right thing, with because the, their their biggest need right now is quarterback. And to be truly honest with you, they don't really have to have a quarterback. I mean, can't I mean, think about it. Andy Dalton's been in the league the same year, uh, same uh, number of years Cam Newton has, and he's going to the playoffs more times in a tougher division. I mean, they, they, Andy Dalton's true. not a terrible quarterback, so they don't necessarily no have to. Has he, been more, has he been more? No, that's not true. That's not. Look, He's look been it up. Six times, six, six times <clears throat> in, in eight years. And bullshit. That's bullshit. Six times. He hasn't won a single playoff game. 
He went, I call bullshit. Look, look it up. I'm playing the next call. Listen. I'm playing the next call. Hey. You look it up. Yeah. Right. I've got it right hey, here. What's yeah, right, yeah. It's your boy, the black cat, Brandon Herbert. I'm not even Brandon Herbert, what's up? If I'm going to make the podcast today. But anyway, um, uh, thanks for whoever that called in and everything, checking on me and everything. I haven't really been talking about it in a while. But yeah, that James Bradbury, I would probably croak over and die if we signed him to a 10 year deal. Or I'm movie. with you, brother. Um, but, uh, yeah, like, um, I've been kind of voicing my opinion through Twitter and everything a lot. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's basically, basically all I've been doing. But, um, I mean, as far as the team and everything, I actually, I, I don't know what Greg has been seen about, uh, you know, I don't know how you can't be excited. If, what what's going on in the future and everything like that. Yes, we have a lot and I see a lot of holes to fill. So I'm not expecting us to be eleven and five next year or whatever the case may be. If we are, that's great. But the coach we have I don't know, it's just the energy in the room when I heard him speak and everything like that, it's just so magnetic. It was great for me. And I, I and then I don't, didn't know too much about him until we signed him, and then I started looking at a lot of uh, the things. Like, he's made everything better. Like, from every job he's ever had, they've been bad to okay to great. Like, I can't understand how you can't be excited about someone like that. Because, because we don't, we ain't seen shit. That's why. Not just an we ain't seen shit. Not just a defensive coordinator. He's been a he's been from special teams to offense. That's cool. That's defense. cool. He played both sides of the ball, and that right there is a valuable tool. Um, and I agree. Joe Brady. I'm not sure about him, but he might be a really good young offensive mind and everything like that. Um, I'm still concerned about the defense. We'll see about the that snow guy, which hey, he could do good in the pros, but I do like the mix of a little old and a little new with his coaching staff. Um, I'm actually very positive and optimistic about it. Uh, uh, Chip Kelly, he, he, even though it was only a couple of years, he had success. Uh, Jim Harbaugh had success. Like it's not, I mean, yes, they, they struggle a lot coming to the pro level, but at the same time, uh, they are some people that have had success. In this uh, league, that's why that Greg's being measured about it. So, I mean, I don't know what some what, people what, what your problem is. Look, is I'm gonna take the defense here. Do it. I'm taking the defense in this because I am excited about mm-hmm. Matt Rule because, like, you give me a good preacher and a speaker, and I'm ready to go worship, right? But. It, we don't just need to put, you know, paint lipstick on everything. You know what I mean? Like, here, here's the thing. You haven't said anything negative. You have just been cautious. And I don't think there's anything unfair with being cautious in a situation that doesn't look good, period. I feel like the cat calls line almost exclusively exists for people to roast Tony and Greg. 
<laughs> it seems that way. <laughs> it's just us too. Why us too? Why? Earlier, I was wrong. I was wrong. Andy Dalton didn't go six times to the playoffs. He's been five times. So he's been drafted. He's been in the league as many years. How many playoff win. games has he won? Five times. Zero. Zero. I'll give you that. He's won zero games. So I, I, I've no, zero I've no games. There. And it was the first five. Uh, and they were all wild card, maybe except one. No, I think they no, were he all won, wild he won, card. He won the division twice. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it's not, it, you know, at the end of the day, uh, comparing the two would be. Uh, He's sorry. He's have, sorry. He did shit. have an, he had an yeah. incredible He's sorry, man. talent in A.J. Green. Let's be honest. Yes. Yes. He's, he's no, I, I agree. My, my point of it is, what I'm saying is, is that. He with, sucks the red the D. Right, with, the, with the right stuff, they would be willing to get away with not drafting a quarterback or giving away that number one pick. It, it would I mean, be silly not, not to draft Burrow right now. They would be dumb to not draft Burrow. A great Burrow. quarterback makes you great for a while, like for a long yeah. time, right? You know that. And you, there's only one opportunity. That's the thing is that you hope you're never here again. You hope. I mean, I mean at the worst case, you're hoping at the worst case scenario you're a top five pick next year or some shit like that. But you hope you're right. never number one again as long as. That quarterback's playing. Now, if you want to say that Burroughs is the equivalent of Blake Bortles, then, you know, Jacksonville may have forced it. But Burroughs also had one of the best, the best football season in the best football conference. So it's not like there's nothing, you know, it would just be, you would be trying to out, it would be like something Dave Gettleman did if you didn't draft him. But also, I, what I would say is, is this, though. I don't think – so the Bengals, like what Greg was saying, I think Greg is right. I mean, they do have a lot of really good players on that football team, but they haven't been able to utilize it yet. So another running back like that, or Cat Caller was saying, Christian McCaffrey isn't going to put them over the edge. And I don't think Andy Dalton's going to put them over the edge. Like, no, Andy team. Dalton has been sorry from day one, bro. <laughs> that's, that's he has sucked that, the whole that, time. That's a team that, that needs something new. I mean, it, it, it's, I mean, you never know how many times you're going to have the number one pick in the draft. You better mm-hmm. damn sure make sure that you feel that's the best player in this draft, and it, uh, imagine if the Panthers think about this: what if the Panthers would have picked Patrick Peterson or Vaughn Miller over Cam Newton? It would have been the dumbest shit that we've ever done. It just, you know, what they wouldn't have been—they wouldn't have had the success they've had in the next ten years. Now you might be able to say, "Well, Vaughn Miller won the Super Bowl." Beaten up on Cam Newton, but that was also a lot to do Offense. with the whole team, yeah. the whole well, fucking team. They also had the uh, a shell of Peyton Manning left, but and Cam Newton took Philly Brown mm-hmm. and all those bitches oh, to the yeah, Super Bowl. No so shut. Like that's the thing is that yes, is Patrick Peterson been the best corner in the fucking league? Yeah, but you know what? What have the yeah. what have the Arizona Cardinals yeah, done? Not shit. Got beat by the right. Panthers that's, that's in the NFC Championship. Yeah. I mean, you you do pick that. 
they did make it to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, and we beat that ass. And we beat that fucking ass. I'm just, I'm just answering your question, man. I'm not trying to detract from how much those players can contribute to a team, but if you're a team that doesn't have a quarterback, and your team sucks, and you got the number one pick. It just seems stupid if it would be a different too if it's Blake Bortles and it's like oh there's no quarterbacks or some shit like that yeah or no he just the had the best season in college football history yeah one I mean season, it's like a no he, he more than one season and, and don't you know, overthink that's it why I like don't overthink it because he has been consistent his whole career you know don't overthink one it. great season. I understand, uh, but okay. Cody, what would you pick right now if you're the Bengals and you had to pick between two and Burrow? What would you do? Um, I'd probably still pick Joe Burrow just because I think that, and it's very narrowly. I don't care if anyone says Tua because that's a fine answer too. I really like Tua. But it's health, right? When, it's health. When, but when you well, uh, but I'm saying let's say the health wasn't an issue, right? So we're talking healthy Joe Burrow, healthy Tua. I have no problem, whoever you decide to be number one. But I, but I think can't that, say when, that. When, you, when you have a season like Joe Burrow did and you do what he did, I think that he deserves to be rewarded with the number one pick in the draft. I mean, and, and listen, I don't want to poo-poo the guy, man. Like, there is so much. In, dude, Joe Burrow's pocket presence, dude, his ability to move within the pocket reminds me of like a – a, a, a prime Aaron Rodgers, yeah. like the dude is, well, is is that that good. My only thing about that mindset is I've I've yeah. seen a lot of people say the same thing about a lot of Jamarcus Russell was the same way, you know. Uh, when uh, Tim Tebow was coming out of college, it was like you've never seen quarterbacks do this kind of stuff. I mean, it doesn't always work out like that. I want to know what you guys think about Joe Burrow coming out and saying that he has he controls his own mm-hmm. debtors. Was saying something about controlling his own destiny, or he has uh, leverage for whatever he wants to do, and then his father coming out and saying that he doesn't want him to play for the Bengals, and then multiple Bengals players coming out and saying, "Use your leverage and don't play for the Bengals." Like, what do you guys think about that? Who are the multi the players? This is awesome. Is yeah, there like, don't heard. come to this fucking yeah. shit? Oh, oh no, I'm no, still cashing my check. It. Carson Palmer said yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So like, there were, there were, so no, but they, they, you should mention with that though, former players. No one, no one on the team right now. Right, is, right. Is, but is, but they, but yeah, organization. You know. Yeah, same point. Uh, we we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, but I'm of the personal opinion that, um, I mean. Maybe in this draft because you have so many teams that would probably be willing to trade up, um, but I think the Bengals still hold all the power. Um, I think they're going to draft them number one. There's no and like I said earlier, there's no guarantee that even if you're Joe Burrow and you say, "Dude, I'm not going to Cincinnati at all under any circumstance," they may still draft you. They yeah. could still draft you, and they have the exclusive rights to your NFL contract for another year. And then you can re-enter the draft next year, and there is no guarantee, especially with Trevor Lawrence coming out, dude. dude there's no guarantee you're going to be the number one pick, and you're going to have to not play football for a whole year. So, Joe, Joe Burrow is going to be a Cincinnati Bengals. Okay. 
I'd rather have two anyway, so that works. And I don't blame you. And one more thing, I know I'm getting <laughs> long-winded, and I'll move on. Uh, one of the arguments that you'll be able to make about both of them is both of them had the best receivers in all of college football. Very true. Like you're talking yeah. about uh, LSU's, uh, they won the Offensive Line of the Year award. They had the best wide receiver. I mean, they had all of this mm-hmm. talent, uh, but the same thing can be said of, of two attacking by low. I mean, you're going to have to mm-hmm. see these dudes um, – with football teams that are not very good. I and mean, we're talking the Dolphins, the Bengals. I mean, a lot of these teams, um, they're not gonna, they're not just gonna look fantastic right out the, right out the starting line. So, yeah. All right, next call. It's probably more Brandon. Brandon Herbert. Yeah, sorry about that. But I don't know what your problem is, Greg, about being so pessimistic. Missing about everything yeah, that's Craig, going on in Carolina right now, like, and I don't think we I'm all know how but... critical I am of the team. But at the same time, uh, there are some good things going on. There are some bad things as well with all the retirements, all the pieces. There are going to be a lot of new faces and everything like that. But um, you say what you all say what y'all want about Marty Herney. The last couple of years. It may not seem like it because the coaching staff, I believe, I blame it on the coaching staff. They haven't shown off the true talent that Marty Herney has brought in, but he's done a great job when it comes to, to the draft. If you look at the talent that we have, maybe they haven't been coached up to the potential yet, but I think the talent that, that we have right now, they, we have a good core of young talent. I agree. Um, I agree with that. Marty and I, we have talked about the teaching element talent of this evaluator. Thing. That's why mm-hmm. uh, the owner – said, uh, you know, he's keeping Marty Herney for the talent evaluation part, but he's just bringing in somebody else for the financial part, because Marty Herney is a great talent evaluator. I don't care what nobody says. Um, You know, I still think Kristen Miller should have gotten way more playing time. We all know Brian Burns should have gotten more playing time. There's so many different people that he's brought in. Uh So, the way I look at it, the GM's job is to bring in the talent. The coach's job is to coach that talent. So I, that's where I'm putting the blame on. Yeah, the, he made, he has some misses and everything. Everybody has misses. But as far as the talent, we weren't just a lack of talent, you know, football team. And our offensive line wasn't great, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't like so ter- – it wasn't two years ago terrible. Yeah. Um. You know, I think with Greg Lowe, he struggled a little bit, but when he gets healthy, and if he can get healthy, because am reps, big deal, am reps, just I more think reps, that offensive mm-hmm. line will be okay. But I wouldn't be, and, and this is the first year I'm going to say, if we drafted offensive tackle, I wouldn't be opposed to it. But I don't think that that is our main need right now. Uh, I agree. This is a good know, call, by Brandon. I would love. Oh, yeah. one thing before I get cut off again, Simmons. When I watch <laughs> him and everything. He's more of a safety to me. So I, I want to, I want to, Cody, like, I know y'all keep on saying linebacker, and I finally seen a mock draft that had him inside linebacker slash safety because I think he's more of a safety because of his build and everything like that. But he can be like a tweener like a Tyron Matthews. Um, but just let me know what you think about that. Uh, I, all right. Thanks, yeah, Brandon, so anyway, for the call. Thanks, guys, for everything, and keep coming. 
Good call, Brandon. Uh, wrestling is not a sport. It is a theater <laughs> event. And... I, I think that's why he's mad at me, <laughs> to be truly honest with you. And Brandon, I, I, I just put it out there. I agree with Tony. Wrestling is not a sport. doesn't mean I don't like it. It's very athletic. It's very hard to do. I could not do it. It, it, it takes some amazing athletes. It's not a sport. It's predetermined. It's acting. It's fun to watch. I love it. I've loved it my whole life. I think I proved that, you know. But anyway, go ahead. So I wanted to uh, put, point this out, though. As Travis Armstrong in the chat room said, agree with caller. Dante Jackson has talent, but has not been coached right. <sighs> and what um, the last call from Brandon Herbert was talking about when it comes to Greg's non-excitement the yeah. excitement actually does come from the idea that Matt Rule and these guys might be able to use Christian Miller, might be able to use these guys in a way and teach them a way and, or at least play the game to their strengths in a way mm-hmm. that we felt was stale with the Rivera era. You know? So, I mean, for, for me, is this is like Christian Miller could be a guy that never plays in the NFL. Or he could be a guy that can be productive on our team. And yeah, we don't isn't that know. The tale we of don't. Most, uh, players in the NFL, like most, you know, number one draft picks that aren't successful, you know, that's the, the exact same. I mean, they have all the tools to be successful, but are they put in the situation that's best suited for them? And I think um, this staff kind of lends towards. That that is where our optimism resides. Is that absolutely. maybe that we will get more out of these guys than less? Yeah, and I I agree. I think that that's that's true based on the history that Matt Rule has of of turning programs around. Um, that's turning you know the middle uh, I guess the middle state of uh, uh, the players of everything. So if you're getting people drafted. I feel like you got a guy like Matt Rule who's going to be making that phone call to you, telling you, "Hey, listen, you're going to be a Carolina Panther, and you know, building you up." I mean, you're going to feel like you can, you know, uh, lift a car off of somebody. You know, it's just I, I think he has a motivating factor, and I think Ron Rivera has been a players' coach, but I think he's also play, you know, been a uh, a coach that's he's a that's veterans from- coach. He's a veterans coach, man. Yeah. Well, he's, he. I think he is coaching from a empathetic point, right? You know, he he's been there. He's been in the in the big game. He's not performed well before, so I think his his coaching style is basically, hey, listen, I'm one of you, so let's get you, you know, to where you can actually be successful in this league. Whereas I think Matt Rule is, listen, you know, doing. I mean, I I just honestly feel like Matt Rule has a, a the ability to build people up a lot better than. Uh, then Ron Rivera, we'll see if it, whether it's actually true or not, but we'll see. I'm I'm optimistic. Um, uh, Bat Daddy, uh, do you What's have up? Twitter uh, available? Yeah, yeah. Go to our uh, our group chat. I just sent a uh, a tweet to that chat. You're the stat daddy. I want you to read that that infographic. Uh, read that picture. Read <laughs> all of those different. No, these are all of the different snaps that Isaiah Simmons has played at each and every position, whenever you're okay. ready. Uh, outside linebacker, 116. Inside linebacker, 299. Slot cornerback, 262. Free safety, 132. Strong safety, 100. 
That wow. is freak <laughs> show type of shit. That is. It's weird. That I is. saw that infographic and it was like, this ain't right. But Dude. it also reeked of this is let's take our best player and just play him at quarterback. That's what we do. It's kind of like, look, I'm coaching my kids' basketball team right now. And I'm the assistant coach and the head coach of the basketball team. He's a kind of quiet, reserved, a little bit quiet, reserved guy. But his son is like an athlete that people are already kind of like scouting. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like he's in yeah. sixth grade and cats are interested in him. For what? And Football? Uh, yeah, basketball. Well, basketball, basketball, probably football too. He's just tall. He's lean. He's athletic. Yeah. He kind of knows what's up all the time. You know, he's, he's good. I mean, he's good. And what, what I feel like is this, is that our natural style, because his kid is like, is great is kind of an ISO style. And that is, let's just get a screen, let's just get the kid like one-on-one on these kids and let them beat them because we're athletic. And I think that that's what football, middle school football, high school football, college football is, is like, just put your best athlete with the ball the most time. And I think that starts to change in the NFL a little bit. Do you remember in 2015 uh, and the one game that we lost to Atlanta, that play, uh, Matt Ryan threw to Julio Jones and Luke Kuechly was in coverage step-by-step step with Julio, but Julio just went up and got it? If yes. that's Isaiah Simmons, he probably intercepts that ball. Wow. Because okay. he's taller. He can, well, he's about the same height, but he could jump higher. He's longer. Um, I mean, listen. Well, look, I mean, can we make him our quarterback? But no, but listen. <laughs> and, and, but, but see, okay. You, That's you what we would do on my imagin- kids' basketball you team. You need to have some imagination <laughs> because you're going to miss the forest through the trees. Uh, I mean, really, Isaiah Simmons, and this is what I'm trying to get people to understand. Isaiah Simmons might be like a once in every 30 years type of player. I mean, he really is that kind of. Well, then we should not give a fuck about Justin Herbert. What I'm saying is is that... We should not give a shit about Justin Herbert. The reason why I say that, though, is you can have an athlete that can do everything, but it doesn't mean that you're going to put them at every position and they're going to do it all well. I'm not really being realistic about putting them at quarterback. I I don't really mean that. Well, I know that. I'm I'm just saying... A lot of people, <laughs> if you're not able to be creative, I could also see a scenario where teams just don't know how to deploy him. I mean, if, if you kept well, him Well, look, is there any concern? You know, Shaq was that athlete for the Carolina Panthers. But they're not comparable. Ago. They're not even a little bit comparable. Not even a little. Okay. I felt like everybody kept telling us Shaq could do everything. Shaq ran a four six. Except for hit a curveball. Shaq said he was one for thirty two in the in the MLB. He said he could not hit a fucking curveball. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, so that I just I brought that up for uh, for Brandon Herbert. 
Well, then I, I'm, I'm, I'm more interested in selecting that guy than I am a guy who I think could be good. Imagine if you selected Blake Bortles, and then you could have had the best linebacker in the NFL history. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, dude. I'm, I'm with you, Tony. I'm, I'm kind of more excited about the way Cody's talking him up, drafting I Isaiah Simmons than I Let's am. Let's go. Let's go for that transcendent <laughs> motherfucker, right? That's why I'm with you. Yeah. All right, uh, like next Peppers, man. You don't pass on. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, and that is where we make it too complicated, per, perhaps. Yeah, we're we're being uh, we're being told to to move on with the cat calls. <laughs> all almost all things Yo, gaming. So play some calls. I want to hear you guys Carolina. answer questions. All right, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Yo, this is T Dog from uh, Fayetteville, North Carolina. My question is to you guys. I want to know about. What do you think about Joe Burrow, and do you think he really is going to go to Cincinnati? And what he said as far as basically not giving a clear answer on if he wants to play for Cincinnati. All right. Well, we've we've addressed this some, but I would say that initially I heard there was no problem with Joe Burrow going to Cincinnati. I heard Joe Burrow saying he was ready to play for any team that drafted him. I heard that his family was behind him, but now the winds have changed a little bit, and it seems like the Burrow family is cooling to the Cincinnati thing. But again, I do believe this, is that unless he forces this trade, guys, I think that we would be leveraging too much right now on a team that needs too much. For something that we do not know. You might as well see. Go get that transcendent quarter. And then go get Trevor Lawrence. Or keep Cam. I'm not mad at it dude. I'm really not mad at it. Um, And again man. It's one of those scenarios where. Yeah I'm allowed to be biased sometime dude. If we're going to move on from Cam. I want the next quarterback for the Panthers. To be Trevor Lawrence dude. I'm a Clemson fan. I've watched all of his all of his you games. You want a lady boy to be our quarterback. I want the next fucking guy like quarterback girl, to be the quarterback for the Panthers. You know how to push my buttons, Tony Dunn. He does look like a girl. So what? So what? Have Imagine, you seen Cameron how about Terror? this? Think about this. Think about how much I'm in love with Cam Newton. And then if yeah. he made him look like a girl. Oh, my God. If Trevor Lawrence is the MVP, imagine how quick I'm going to get on what, that. What does that say about you, that Cam Newton is the definition of masculinity, and you're attracted to him, but Trevor Lawrence is kind of girly, and you're not so attracted to him? Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I don't right really there. find the logic there. I'm sorry. I don't Whatever. because he don't look like a girl to me. All right, next one. Hey, this is Stevie Wonder. Uh, I just had a quick question for you guys. Stevie Wonder. If you do trade Cam, what do you expect we get out of it? And where do you think he'll go? And in the long run, yeah. where do you see the longevity of this organization going with the moves that David Tepper is making? 
Thank you. What are the teams, Cody, he goes to? For me, it's the Colts, the Chargers, and there's got to be one more out there. Patriots are... are yeah, the Patriots. Know, they're, they're Maybe the Patriots. But yeah, if Tom are, Brady leaves. People are floating out the Bears, too. Um, but I don't think they have the draft capital to even trade. They and they're NFC. And they're too proud to move on from Mitch Trubisky, I think. No, they're but, not. No, they're not. Well, we'll see. Um, but... Dude, listen, I've been saying this for a while. Uh, I think it's the Chargers. I think it just makes too much sense. If, if Cam's going to leave, I, I think that uh, the, the Chargers and the Rams are getting ready to move into a brand-new football stadium, especially in Los Angeles. Dude, no one gives a damn about the Chargers. Every game that they played was like a home game for the other football team. So if you're trying to ingratiate yourself with uh, LA natives and, and and you want to to build a fan base around your football team I mean you just shipped out Philip Rivers I, I just think Cam Newton um would would be a a perfect fit in Los Angeles and that's where especially with someone like Cam's personality he's into fashion he's flamboyant like for him I think he would be happier it would be um, him yeah. and Tom Brady. Him and Tom Brady well, can walk can, can into the LA scene and there? be fine. Because I, I don't think Tom Brady's going to the Chargers. He's got a big. He's got a big offer from uh, the chart of the uh, Raiders today, or was it today or yesterday? I, well, I heard that was but, that, that it was rumored that they were willing to give him that. Yeah, they we'll can't. They can't start years, talking million, until yeah. March. Yeah, it'd be, March. It'd, be, it'd be tampering right now. Yeah. Well, can, can um, I throw just one crazy idea out there? Yeah. And, and and it sounds crazy at, at face value, but if you really, really think about it, it makes sense. Uh, what if Bill Belichick goes after Cam Newton and picks up the last year of the contract, gives it, get, 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 oh, hear me out, gives us the number one, gives us their, their first round pick because they have what, like they're in the high 20s for the first round pick? I think pick. this would be best As for a quarterback Cam. that he. That he has a quarterback he feels like he can go in the future with. He's never beaten Cam Newton before. Nope. His problem is always mobile quarterbacks. No, I and actually think New good, England you know? is the best fit for Cam Newton outside of us. Yeah. Is that I, I, I really think, think they, they could, could make a move for him. They could dominate. Look, is they've been, and we were trying to get to a conversation that we weren't. Actually, all right, let's get to it. Drew, B, Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Is going to be coming back with uh, the New Orleans Saints. And he's like, what, 41? Yeah, he's They're getting messing there. Up there. They're messing up. So he he is, look, they've got Teddy Bridgewater. They've got Taysom Hill, the best fucking football player in the history of the world. And they've got Drew Brees <laughs> here. Is that, I mean, ultimately, you've got to think about this. Is that with that news that Drew Brees is coming back, which is probably the best for the Saints, in my opinion, for the short term, is that unless it's Tom Brady or not, Cam would be great in New England. It'd be fantastic. And you know what? I want to vomit saying those words on this podcast. But but Bill Belichick would love him. I agree with you 100%, Greg. Shout out to Josh from Mass. What would Josh from Mass do if Cam Newton <laughs> went to? Oh my gosh! What would he do? Patriots? 
He already said I won't be able to tolerate. He it. said I have to move. I'm sorry. Josh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Josh. Josh but it, it, it is a good. Hey, Josh. Maybe you could become a Buffalo Bills fan. So they um. Uh. So, so New England is obviously one that uh you know I've thrown out there, and I will say that uh most New England fans that I've ever talked to, as you know, there are plenty of them um that have been. Uh, converted to new england fans over the past uh 20 years but nonetheless you know uh, of the people that i've talked to none of them want to see cam newton as a, as a patriot um you know mainly because of their own biases or their you know uh, you mean patriot fans but don't want to see cam newton as a patriot no same thing with oh, like they no, would like, be same sucking thing with that like, big black cop before you know it so same thing with the reason like you know the Colts don't want to see uh, Tom Brady come and be the t- quarterback for them. Like they just do. Like if you talk to a Colts fan, that's the 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 worst possible thing you can say to them is Tom Brady's going to be a Colt uh, until, of course, they win. He wins them a, a Super Bowl. Then all of a sudden, now they're just you know hopping you know, up and down for him. But um, I thought about this too because I mean, the end of Jake DeLome's career really happened with his Tommy John issue, right? Um, <clears throat> And Ben Roethlisberger is now going through that process as well. Uh, the Steelers is not necessarily a bad. Uh, depending I agree. Upon what happens? I agree. Um, yeah. You know, I've, I've heard you know, plenty of people have, have brought that uh, to my attention as a possibility. I think that's an odd one, you know, because I don't really know how he fits in that, you know, with that system. But uh, I think he could definitely go in there and do what Ben Roethlisberger does, which is, you know, run around, avoid you know, getting sacked and get the ball down, you know, down the field with, uh, you know, Schuster and everybody. And so also back to, um, to, to Greg's point, Bill Belichick, if ever you listen to interviews where he talks about Cam Newton, he is always so complimentary of Cam. Yeah. Yeah. Like never overly him. complimentary of Cam. Like mm-hmm. him and Luke. Whenever, whenever Bill Belichick would talk about Cam Newton or Luke Keekley, Dude, his eyes would light up. Uh, so no, I, that's that's not a. In, in fact, Greg, I would even be so bold as to say I think that would probably rank number two as the most likely scenario. Yeah, yeah. like I, I would put the Chargers number one still because of the reasons yeah, I laid that. out, and, and then I would probably put the Patriots. Number two, I will say I do think the Patriots are going to work out something with Tom. With Tom Brady, yeah. You think but so? I, but I don't know that. But that's what I think. Wouldn't it be Tom cool though if the Patriots fucking jettisoned Tom Brady and made him go out and be old in a different team, and they did bring in? So I think Cam would. How about this? Where would Cam have the most success? <laughs> Stop talking I mean, about it, Josh. <laughs> Where would Cam have have the most success in the league? And I, I think instantly what Cody says is the Chargers instantly. He would have, really? yeah, they have a great offense. Long term, New England, I think. Man, another man. one to throw out. Another one to throw out, and I would hate for this to happen. <laughs> but Tampa Bay, I think uh, under uh, under I think you muted your microphone, Greg. Uh, under under Bruce Arians, uh, I, I think he would thrive in that in that kind of in that kind of system. Man, I think this is. I think you put Cam oh, in tough. New England. I think you put him in Chicago. <laughs> I think he has the best success. Those two teams. Uh, yeah, I would, 
about to say Tampa Bay for my mic cut out. Tampa Bay's yeah. Look, guys, we're fucking done with this show. It's eleven oh three. We said we weren't gonna go an hour. We're done with this show. We've talked about Is everything we need to talk. Oh my gosh, they're all gone. I'm not checking any more calls. Y'all bitches cannot call <laughs> into this show. No more. We've talked about this exhaustively. You can call in next week. The number's two five two 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 eight fifty ninety eight. My man said, the man that was here said, the IPAs are kicking in. Yeah, they're kicking in. It's bedtime, mofos. Bedtime. <laughs> it's right. sleep deprivation. Yeah, but here is that I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm so tired of talking about Cam Newton being somewhere else. And I feel like yeah. I'm like Samuel L. Jackson in the cafe at the end of Pulp Fiction. I'm tired, <laughs> man. Tired. He's like, man, reach in there and grab my wallet. Which one is it? The one that says "bad motherfucker." That's Cam Newton's wallet. You know anyway. what they call a quarter pounder in France? A royale with cheese. <laughs> royale. royale. Oh, I got. I'll give you. I'll give you every line of Pulp Fiction. My number one movie. Of <laughs> I could time. too, dude. I'm a fucking Quentin Tarantino Great super movie. fan, man. Great it's movie. my favorite movie of all time. Ultimately, because of the, it's just the dialogue, bro. The is it about dialogue. like orange juice and uh, you know fake stories? Yeah, that's it. I've never <laughs> seen it. Hey, Tony, just so you know, cool fact. Uh, um, uh, what's his name? Samuel Jackson had bad mo- or badass motherfucker on his lightsaber in Star Wars. Really nice. Yeah, he is a badass <laughs> motherfucker because of that yeah, one yeah. movie. Made him. He's All also right. been in every movie ever made. Yeah, he's that guy. Yeah, he's the he's... Steve Harvey of, t- of 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 movies. Yeah, dude, he's in <laughs> quite literally every Snakes movie. On you name... yeah. Snakes you name on a, a plane. Yeah, you name a movie, and you name any movie, name any movie, and Samuel Jackson is in that movie. I don't well, you know what? It, it kind of hurt. Samuel L. Jackson fans for a little while because we were used to him being in great <clears throat> movies and then he became in every movie. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's like, we were like, oh, Samuel L. Jackson is awesome. He does this. I've he had it with these motherfucking snakes. Exactly. And then he if bit this bitch's cable, titty. Monday through Friday snakes. Yeah, Monday through Monday. Monday oh, through yeah, Friday that's snakes. my favorite. That's my favorite. Monday I like that one Monday better than Monday. the real one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nah. Wonderful. All right. All right. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. We're here Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. live. Look, there's nothing to talk about. We still talk for two hours, motherfuckers. Over two hours, and we still got ice and mugs up. Go ahead and smash the thumbs up button. Call into the show, 252-228-5098. We'll play you next week. Not this week. I'm tired of talking to y'all. But uh, I'm ready to ice some people up. Guys, who's ready to go first? You guys want me to do it? I will do it if you need me let, to. Let me go you, first because y'all are all very well thought out and articulated and sound good. I right. just I you didn't think. anybody just real quick. Uh, ice up the post office, man. <laughs> just the entire. I mean, I know it's my job and this is low hanging fruit, but you know what, dude? I'm not going to go into details, but uh, just ice up the post office, man. It is a dying, um, dying. Uh, business that if it wasn't funded by the government would not be in business at all and i hate Poor saying that's my sense. job but yeah. well because that's <laughs> but, not uh, yeah, a business technically right huh 
Uh, let's not argue with liberals here. <laughs> Cody. I'm... <coughs> Fight me, bro. Come at me, dude. Let's I'm go. I'm ready. I love the post office. I love the post office. Greg, don't shoot us. I try not to. <laughs> That's a... All right, my my ISO pick goes this week to Rob Manfred, the Major League Baseball commissioner, who called the World Series trophy just a piece of metal. As he com- <laughs> oh as he commented on the Astros cheating scandal, I do while I'm icing up Ron Manfred. Want to give shout out to these guys who made this video that says the internet and the tweet said the internet always wins, and they reenacted the Astros season to. Oh gosh, who was it? It was like Genesis. You remember? They do that drum solo. It's uh, they. I can feel it calling in the air to that song. Alright, so anyway, they did this video. Yeah, Phil Collins. And they do this video and this mug goes, I think it's a slider. And this cat, right when the drums comes in, on the trash can. My point is, is this, is that this whole Astros cheat scandal has been terrible as all get out. And for the fact that the Major League Baseball commissioner has not um, leaned towards terribleness, but has leaned to inconsequentialness, his ridiculousness. Ron Manfred, you guys play 162 fucking games. How is that just a piece of metal? That's like just, I mean, it's not. You guys, you only let, like, fucking eight teams into the playoffs. Shut the fuck up. It's, like, the hardest fucking thing to win in anything. And you call it, and you're the leader of it, and you call it a piece of metal. No, you suck. The Astros suck. This cheating scandal is bigger than steroids to me. You guys cheated like fucking wrestlers, fucking architecture their shit, and choreograph their shit. Ice up. Ice up. Ice up. <clears throat> Whoever wants... Uh, well, there's I mean, only two I of mean, you bitches left. left. Come on. You, two of you left. It's, you got to split Cody squared here and figure out what you, what you want to do. Come on, guys. I, I, I'll Are you go. scared? I, I, I'll go. Um, uh, so let me... I have to stop having a million links open on my... Fucking page you. Okay, I am icing up Dana Schwartz because sometimes if you see problems in the world, it's easy to cast doubt on things that aren't actually the problem. And Dana decided to take a jab at South Park of all of all things uh, because it is responsible for all of the. Uh, the the angry dudes who don't care who make jokes at other people's expenses and all this really just just a bunch of dribble a bunch of crap uh and you know she goes on to say you know that she blames the the generation of boys who internalize south parks into their personalities like ah, that that it's just like shut up 
it, South Park is one of the best cultural critiques Hell yeah. of the past 20 years, dude. Of, I mean, I mean, that's not an exaggeration. South Park, from from day one to now, puts out these biting critiques on the absurdity of our culture, and they do it better than anyone else ever has. They will never listen. I know a lot of people say The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. Some people say Family Guy. Whatever, dude. For me, South Park is the undisputed king of of cartoon comedies. It always has, always will be. So, uh, to Dana Schwartz, what a loser. Ice up. <laughs> Ice up. Ice up. Um, so, I, I want to preface my Ice up as this is not about uh, your, you know, what the policies are and what your beliefs are within the situation. Um, it's about comments that were made um, about this. So Alabama, they had a uh, a bill that was put in place to prohibit a transgender person from competing in sporting against events that are female only. Essentially saying that if you're born male, you cannot transition to female and then participate in female events such as wrestling or uh, you know, <laughs> you know something field. crazy, football or whatever. Um, which you know, you know, I may have my own opinions about, but this is not about that. Um, so, in, in an effort to try to argue why that shouldn't be a bill that actually comes into place, which, by the way, this is about male, uh, bo- you know, more born male transition to female, and then trying to play in female sports. Uh, Republican or representative who's a Democrat, John Rogers from Alabama. Uh, he said, my favorite player is a transgender. Um, then he, he was not able to name the player, stating that he played for the North Carolina <laughs> Panthers and was about to be cut for by the, the team North for Carolina being... Panthers. <laughs> yeah. And he was about to be cut by the team for being transgender. After the meeting was over, uh, the news follow up with Rogers on his comments where he named the player he was referring to as Cam Newton, a former Auburn quarterback and current quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. <laughs> oh, that's actually kind of funny. According to the article, Rogers said he misspoke and that he believes Cam Newton is gay. Um, so, <laughs> first and foremost, slightly funny. Bold. He said, I saw him dressed as a woman. After a press conference, <laughs> slightly so, funny. So it's 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 funny because I think it's a perfect illustration of an old guy, right? You know, that's what uh, I'm going to go straight ages with this. There are these uh, these guys in the world that just do not think about things before they speak, right? You know, right. I see it, so it must be true, and and so all of these, it, it's just hilarious when you're going to sit there and call somebody transgender and that the Panthers are cutting him because he's transgender. And that if you, this law, basically trying to use Cam Newton as a reason why this law should not be passed. Dude is a guy who plays on a guy sport. Like, it's not like he's playing at a female sport or anything along those lines. It's absolutely hysterical. Um, you know, it, it, once again, the policies themselves are not what I want to talk about. That's a whole bag of worms that I'm not ready to get into on this podcast. We're trying to keep this something simple and, and, and not so uh, deep, but uh, yeah, for, for that Repu- that representative, that, uh, you know, democratic representative, I have to say ice up son. Ice up. Ice I would up. say though, that Cam Newton fucking running your track meet would bust your daughter's ass though. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if that's the case, if he turns out to do that, he would fuck your daughter up, yo. I'm going to tell you that. He was out shot put her. Anyway. All right. That's the, C- <laughs> that's the, that's the C3 Definitely. Panthers podcast. My name's Tony Dunn. We're here every Tuesday night. We've chopped up the latest Panthers news and opinions from the fan perspective. We refuse to go less than two hours. And tonight, it went two hours and 15 minutes. Even when two of the hosts didn't even want to fucking barely talk because we feel like shit. Anyway, my name's Tony Dunn, at cat underscore chronicles. And my man, Cody Lashney, here every week. Cody, how can they hit you up? At Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y, L-A-C. Brand new mock draft on Draft Tech tomorrow with the comments for the Carolina Panthers in the first and second round. Please keep checking that out every Wednesday, putting a lot of work into them. And, um, yeah, so uh, one last thing, what CK was saying last time, uh, our better know a potential Panthers draft pick, we're still going to be doing that, but now these are going to be video segments. So we are going to upload standalone videos uh, previewing these players. CK and I are going to be working on that coming up here soon. We don't know exactly when they're going to drop, but they are coming, rest assured. And uh, that's it, man. That's it for me tonight. All right, CK, tell tell them how they can hit you up. Uh, You can hit me up on Twitter uh, at CodizzleAllen. Still need more followers, so I'm hungry for it. You guys (laughs) help me out. Um, He's thirsty. uh, He's follower thirsty, bitches. Thirsty for him, and uh, all I have to say is, Autobots, assemble. (laughs) There you go. Well done. And Greg, how can they hit you up? Oh, man, you can find me at the Bad Daddy 52 on Twitter. And if you want to talk to me in another kind of way, uh, do at SCS Podcast 1 on Twitter. Check out my other show. It's Super Civil Servants Podcast. We're talking about Clone Wars Season 7, Episode 1 that drops this Friday. Come check us out. And I think me and Toadie just started something in the chat where we're going to do a power hour. Yeah, we have. To, I'm going to have to take on a different name, though. <laughs> my name is Doni Tun. Doni Tun. There you no, go. That, that'll work. Uh, but yeah, man, let's do it on the draft. Let's let's figure something out. And do it to a power hour. That'd be a fun show. Oh gosh, <laughs> but it'd be a fun show. I just so. read Cody's comment. <laughs> oh my goodness, <laughs> Cody dropping fucking nuclear bombs. All right, oh, wow. I, I believe that. Oh, wow. By the way, uh, it might be be- true. He has done it before on other platforms. Oh, <laughs> Even impersonating God. a woman, dude. I'm telling you. Oh, all right. C3 Panthers podcast will be here next week. Thank you, guys. Yes, sir. Peace. <laughs> Keep pounding. Keep pounding, y'all. Keep Even pounding. you, Randy Trotter. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.